Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm. Well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings and Premier Custom Trailers. This is episode number 162. We are back in studio. We are here with the... O this is an OG show. It is. It's it, been a while. This is, this is just how it started. Me and Justin sitting in a room talking some moto. A little bit more professional. When is the last time it was just you and me? I have no idea because you bailed out a lot for a while. Yeah. You get this I, job and you think like, oh, I'm too big time for the show anymore. <laughs> just because it doesn't pay anything. Just cost you money. Hey, man, maybe eventually we'll actually make money off doing this. A couple of bucks. It'd be cool. A couple of bucks. I mean, every time Kev's, you know, up front and people get a little bit of look at that that side number or that shroud that logo yeah yeah they see that and they're like "Ooh, what's that yeah and then they can't see it and then they yeah gotta, i mean it's <laughs> and then they gotta like zoom in and shit that's eh, fine whatever man it doesn't matter so um anyway as stated episode 162 here uh want to thank our sponsors first off been with us since the beginning tlr coatings custom powder coating custom seracoating vapor honing slash vapor blasting whatever you want to call it located in scotts michigan make sure to look them up tlrcoatings.com they do shipping on all your parts and we are absolutely slam busy with powder coating stuff so get your parts in now and you might have them back by the end of the year St <laughs> St Stimmy money. Stimmy money coming in hot and heavy and it's great also want to thank premier custom trailers justin do you so, need do you need a trailer this was a couple years ago yes Commercial or residential? Commercial. Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, and rentals. I'm going to have to hit them up for that rental. because I was about I was, to say, aren't you? didn't you plan on getting a trailer this I summer? I was. Then my taxes came through. Ooh, yeah, that'll kill you. I owe a lot of money. I got I got money. It was nice. You want to lend me some? <laughs> <laughs> the funny I'm, thing I'm is, guys, you, you can't see this right now, but Travis said that I laughed, and he's just looking at me still. He's like, "I'm fucking serious." So you want to hear? You want to hear this hustle? Sure. So, the first two stimulus I've gotten already, mm -hmm. I haven't gotten this one so far for some reason, which That's, is super weird. Yeah, because I usually get it the first day. Yep. So I'm like waiting for it to come through so I can pay my state taxes with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then here's here's a really good one for you. This one's real fun. I'm trying to get one of those uh, small business protection loans yep. or whatever that they've been doing because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm trying to get one of those for enough money to pay my gov to pay my I or my uh, whatever, you know. Your federal. Federal, yeah, that's yep. what I'm looking for. Uh, pay those federal taxes. So that, <laughs> so then when they send me and say, hey, so. Uh, we can't forgive your loan. I'm going to be like, well, that's great because you guys already have it back. Like, I just sent it back to you. I don't know what you want to tell you. So, well, you know what that tells me is? That means you're not a piece of shit and you actually contribute to society. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think I, I don't think I would get a whole lot for the that uh, that uh, stimulus or, yeah, the uh, the, the pay, what do they call it? The pay tech, pay, uh, paycheck protection program? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, if I even get approved all the way, I don't think I'm. 
There's isn't a it, lot. Isn't it great being a business owner? Oh, it's oh, it's superb. It's awesome. Everybody thinks you're. Are you touching? Um, are you touching the table there? No, that's not me. I swear to God. Oh, Tom's calling us. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's oh put, boy. Let's put him on. Let's Tom put him Cooper is calling us. Put him through here. Tom Cooper. Greetings. What's up? Welcome to the Moto Aftermath Show, bro. We're live. Oh, uh, hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, evening, guys. We were just what ta- a great race to talk about. We were just talking taxes. <laughs> oh, it's interesting you say that. Oh God, <laughs> here we go. God damn another it, business owner. Here we go. Yeah, I got a lot of. I got my hands on a lot of things in business right now. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to meet with the bank. Hopefully, in the next two weeks or so, I'll be in at least one new building. Maybe, uh, maybe a new building and a house too. We'll see. That way. Well. Tom, I was telling Travis, isn't it great being a business owner? And I was about to say before you called, everybody thinks if you're a business owner, you're a millionaire and you just get to do whatever you want. I will be, but not yet. All right, Tom messed that up. I was waiting for him. <laughs> I kind of do whatever I want to. That's, that's the fun part about God it. God dang it, Tom. You, you messed up what I was trying to do. You, you had that partially right. You can do whatever you yeah, want you as can. a business owner. However, the millionaire part... Completely false. Everybody always just assumed that me and dad were millionaires because we own our own business, and I was like, oh, 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 you guys are so wrong. At, one, at no well, point. The trouble, with, the trouble with it is that you, you do whatever you want, and for what it's worth, when you're in business and you're trying to get through Rona and all the other motherfucking bullshit you go through, especially me in the state of Michigan, is that whatever you want is actually just work because there's no time for sleep, there's no time for eat, there's no time for pussy, there's no time for much of anything else. It's really just work. I mean, that's, that's 100% that's correct. It is, it is true. You want to know what I've done on my Sunday off so far here? What? I finished coding a set of wheels. I finished coding a couple little parts for another job. I loaded up the P-Dub, took that down, dropped that off. Uh, what else have I done today? Oh, I packed up the parts, wrapped and packed them up, got stuff organized, cleaned my booth for tomorrow so I could get started, only to realize I don't have the Cerakote I need for tomorrow, which that's a real pain in the ass. Uh, hey, what color do you need? Black. I got. I have like twelve black. So I, I, I gotta order it, man. Uh, it's okay. They keep coming through with okay. this black, so I should probably just order like a half gallon. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, I've done all that stuff. I've set up this podcast, and I took delivery or not delivery. I took a drop off of a car to do wheels on. That's what I've done on my Sunday here. Oh, and I meal mm-hmm. prepped at one point this morning. I did cut chicken and meal prep. Nice. It was great. Nice. So hopefully, I won't get too fat this week. So. Tom, how long you got, man? You got a while, or what are you doing? I got a while. I'm doing a bunch. I mean, I'm working, but I mean. All right. I well, let me, let me finish this intro real quick, because we just completely fucked up the Premier Custom trailer read there. <laughs> Wait a minute. So is the show just starting right now, or what? Yeah, we literally started like five minutes ago. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Nice to hear from you. All right. So, anyway, uh, back to the sponsors here. So, again, Premier Custom Trailers. They specialize in all your trailer needs, sales, service, parts, rental. PremierCustomTrailers.com. Go check them out. They put the custom in customer service. And to correctly finish that topic off there for you, Justin, I was planning on getting a trailer. I now owe a bunch of money. So, now I'm hoping they're going to cut me some deals on some trailer rentals this year, at least for the first part of the year, until I get back on my feet here. So, Be like, hey, man, we got that sweet entry for you every week you should uh, hook a brother up yeah well i gotta talk to rusty because we also got to get cold to some of these some of these uh, pro-ams. races yeah well i mean pro-ams. he wrote he wrote a day at baja on his 252 stroke so maybe you know he's solid he's maybe in. he made about two and a half laps something like that so uh also on board with us jt cycle husky gas gas etc helping us out with lawnmowers some, yeah lawnmowers steel chainsaws that kind of stuff Check them out. And the Dirt Bike Depot, thedirt-bikedepot.com. 
Check them out for new and gently used gear. If you guys want to help us out, there are all sorts of links in the description uh, for like merchandise or Patreon or all that kind of crap like that. So you can help us out if you want to that way. Biggest way you can help us out, like, subscribe, comment, and just share the, just, just share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring and growing is showing. Yes, exactly. Sharing is gay. Oh, God. Uh, you can also follow us on all the major social media networks. Uh, Cole is constantly posting some uh, funny-ass shit on Instagram and uh, tweeting them Twitter fingers back and forth with people. So that's fun. And don't forget to check out our new fantasy podcast, which is also available on this, uh, this feed here. I like how you guys had it up the day of. Yeah, so yesterday was a bit so first off, they didn't get the uh they didn't get the picks out early enough for me thir- or the not picks, the handicaps. Handicaps out early enough for me Thursday. So we ended up not filming till Friday. I actually made the video and the podcast Friday and started uploading Friday night and then yesterday morning before I left to go uh <laughs> do my errands mm-hmm. i just completely forgot to click the li- or click the button to yep. make it go live so uh yeah so that was my fault whatever it doesn't matter we're you know we're we're semi pro amateurs over here so fucking amateur hour i mean jesus dude but we're about to have ourselves a good show here because i'm cracking a modello oh buddy yeah we're, we're- Travis is drinking water, and I got nothing. So I, I have a gallon of water here. Yeah. There's a beer in the fridge. There's a PBR. I think Tom left it here. Who do you think I am, man? I drink either Blue Moon or Coors. No, you are. You drink whatever I give you. You just said PBR. Pfft. Who do you think I am? I'm pretty sure Tom left it here, man. Oh, well. So, anyway, um, show tonight, we got Kevin Moran's coming up in just a little bit. He's going to talk about uh, uh, somewhat not great night for him. But, uh, you know, still a night, and we'll talk to him about his whole well, motor adventure this week. At least he wasn't Cade Clayson. Yeah, that, that could be a problem, too. Um, and then uh, we will also have uh, Cole on here at some point. He's going to come on for a little bit. Obviously, Tom's on here. Me and Justin are in studio. And lots to wrap up. We are talking about Dallas 3 here. And, uh, I mean, you boys want to start with Daddy Webb or what? Oh, we're going right into that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Da- uh, Daddy Webb, there. So I just got, I just got a question. Uh, are is everybody, especially Ricky, are they just going to stop shitting on Webb about you know how fast he is during practice and qualify or qualifying, and then how he does in heat race, and you know keep saying how Kenny and Eli are, and we've said this, and I'm doing air quotes for the people because they can't see this faster, but yet he continues to do Cooper Webb things, and I also, by the way, want to say, didn't I call him sweep in Arlington? I called that after the uh, first Saturday oh. race. I was like, ooh, he's going to sweep it. And uh, yeah, no, he, he did in pretty damn good fashion. And he basically uh, he unzipped his pants and threw it on the table last night and says, uh, marvel at it, boys. Marvel at it, boys. Marvel at it. That was, that was Webb's. Just Cooper Webb comes in table. big six swing, and all right, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, Tom, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm just, I've always been a Cooper Webb fan. You know, Kenny's my guy, but Coop is another one of my guys. Just like I like Justin Barsha, but I'm sick and tired of people basically discrediting him, saying, "Well, you know, he's got the best race craft, and if he gets a start, he 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 has eyes in the back of his head. He knows how to ride a wide bike, but he's not faster than these guys." Well, this is two races in a row right now where. He's been at the front. He's had Kenny and Eli either being sandwiched in between him last night or Eli hounding his ass the whole time, and he's won straight up. No, nobody's bike malfunction. Nobody hit the deck. 
and everybody's just I'm like, well, he, he's not faster, but he can, you know, he just knows how to win championships. Well, I mean, any, anybody on the top, even Barsha, even Barsha, even Anderson, a couple other guys, any one of those guys could be feeling it on one track one night and then go win. Like, oh, yeah. We were talking about the four horses, right? The, the big four guys, including Barsha and Tomac, and, and go, you know, come to find out the very. The very order that they come out of the gate last night, and they run the whole race basically. Which, by the way, that doesn't happen often. That doesn't happen often no. at all. <laughs> so I, yeah, I like. I mean, obviously, I've been a big Cooper Webb uh, proponent the whole the whole way through, and I, I see it now. And I don't know. I even with Ricky Carmichael, like I kind of have to. I try not to. I got the guy too much, but I'm always just like, shut the fuck up, Ricky. Like nothing disrespectful. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time, but he just. Well, that's See, a, as soon as something happens, the reaction he has like an instant reaction to it, and it's almost always like, "Oh, he made a mistake." Oh, and instead of explaining what happened, like, "Oh, he came into this corner and he got a little bit of chop," something like he doesn't explain that stuff. It's just watch. Oh, my mistake. Oh, look, and it's just like oh, that's not really adding to the broadcast here, dude. Well, it's you know, it's like I was thinking about this, and I, and I completely forgot, but I wanted to get the numbers. So, like, you know, we've always said about Eli, he finally gets the monkey off his back, and he, he wins the championship last year. But he had all these wins up to this point, and we always asked, is Eli finally going to get it done? He's the fastest dude, but he's got all these wins, but he doesn't have a title. Well, it's like, this is three years in a row now, and I don't know about you boys, but I think that Coop could win three of the last five. I don't think, depending on where the points are, I don't think he's going to give his all in Vegas unless something crazy happens, because I think he's going to have the title pretty much Salt well. Lake. What's up? Salt Lake. Sorry. I'm I used to say don't go to Vegas anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. But my my thing is, is that, so if he wins the last three out of the last, three of the last five, He's going to have, what, nine wins on the season, right? Because he's got six. Yes. Okay, so he got so say he gets even just eight. Say he wins two out of the last five. So he gets eight this year. How many did he have last year? Five? Five, right? That sounds like a good number? Yeah. And then when he so. won, his, won his title, he, he had eight, I think. Seven or eight. Yeah. And I know people in the comments are going to blow me up saying that's completely wrong. But it's, it's something around that. Okay. So he has all these wins in the last three years and more than likely two titles. You don't win that many races and that many championships in a three-year span and not be the fastest guy. Because that's the thing. People are like, well, Eli this or Kenny that or Barsha this or Barsha or Anderson that. And that's fine. But it's like, when are we going to stop saying that, oh, Cooper Webb only wins championships because of how good his racecraft is? It's not because he's faster than these guys. Well, you get two Who out of the... Who says that? What's that? Who says that? Ah, oh, dude, you you go you go anywhere and you tell, listen to these industry insiders and shit, and they all say the same thing. Mathis oh, was saying at the beginning of the year. Jason Thomas. I definitely don't listen to that clown. Yeah, Wygant, all these dudes. <laughs> Daniel Blair was saying the same thing. People that go on, you know, Vincent Blair. You know, you listen to all these different guys. You know, I think that's um, who is it? Uh, oh God, Paul Parabino. All these guys. All these guys that we oh. want to talk about are the best industry insiders, and they're knowledgeable in this and that. They say that Cooper Webb, hands down, has the best race IQ, but he's not the fastest guy in Supercross. Like I said, if you win two out of the last three championships and you have, what, that's almost 20 wins in three years, how many does Eli have in the last four? Because that's a number that everybody likes to talk about. It's a lot. Okay, so I want to, I want to mention something regarding uh, Cooper Webb and, and Ken Rockson right now that... I don't know. I don't listen to all the podcasts. I don't give a shit. But there, there, there's something that's probably kind of uh, untouchable that we're about to talk about. Is it true that Cooper Webb is with Kenny, Kenny Roxton's ex? Yes. If so, is that the modern game of the fucking century or what? Yes. And yes. 
And yeah, that's pretty it, good. It's around. It's well. I mean, we could we could also say something about what Cooper did back in the star racing days to, you know, but we're not going to bring that up because that's like beating a dead horse. Yeah, but so here's the thing. I I don't know. I guess I haven't gotten that vibe so far this year out of people that Webb is not the fastest dude. I don't feel. See, I don't feel like we got that with his other championship either. I you really? I don't know. See, I don't that's surprising rem- I guess to me. I don't remember that because people always said that Eli vibe. was faster. I, I don't get that vibe like like we did with Jun- with Dungey. With Dungey, we always had this argument. Well, his 2017 like, title for sure. The the yeah. 15 and 16 title, he was the fastest guy. Yeah. So anyway, so it's so I don't get that vibe with Webb. Um, now, don't get me wrong. He, Webb has better racecraft than I think most of the people we've seen in. I'm gonna say he. Years. I'm gonna say he has some of the best racecraft I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. So, oh, no. but I mean, man, did anybody see that coming last night though? Once he got the lead, me, you really did. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest, and I'm not just saying that. And you guys obviously can't see this because this is not gonna be video. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Oh, you're just saying that," but no, I, I'm being serious. Like the whole entire night, everybody with practice, we know how Coop is. He doesn't give a shit about practice. Yeah, that he I doesn't give a shit about where's where he is in the gate for going for the first heat. He doesn't even really care about where he is in the heat race. Yeah, but it's like. I've seen this enough now from Coop for the last three years that, and he did the same thing in his 250 days, and I know that was a long time ago. It's like, oh, people were like, oh, Kenny, and, and Ricky was talking about this, and oh, you know, Chase, he ran it in on him, went down, this and that, and I'm thinking, nah, Coop's fine. Yeah. I was like, unless Coop gets 10th off the line, if he's in top five or better, I'm not worried with Coop. I think right now at this point that he is so far leaps and bounds better than all the rest of these dudes. And it pains me to say that because I would have loved to see Kenny get this title this year. And now people say, oh, five rounds to go, he can do it. But at 15 points with five rounds to go, Kenny's going to have to win out. And I don't see that happening. Yeah. Coop is not going to not win one of these last five. It's impossible. Yeah, so that. Something always happens. Like Everybody has a DNF. Everybody has bad races and stuff. And when all the pressure is on, and especially when you're battling the last five rounds for the championship, I don't see all four of them cruising one, two, three, four the next five rounds. I think there's going to be some shit happening, especially. So I got Ken Rock. It seems like he's like a gentle giant right now, if you will. You know, somebody's not fucking with anybody. Like if Cooper Webb comes in on him, he's going to say okay go ahead and have it and I'll, maybe i'll get it back he's not gonna like try to kill him like marcia or somebody else would but yeah. with a couple million bucks on the line with a couple races left it changes things pretty quick oh yeah and i'm not and i don't disagree with that tom i'm just at the point right now that i'm so confident in coop and what he's done these last three races because before i think that you could argue that oh if he gets a start but if eli and i don't necessarily say kenny once again it pains me to say that but eli you'd be like oh i don't know you know, Eli, he's a little bit faster. You know, he's got a little bit more outright speed. Coop's got the racecraft, but, you know, Eli, he can he can zap him at any point. But these last three races, like, Coop was so in control of these three rounds that I'm not worried. Unless his bike grenades or something stupid happens, which, once again, this is dirt bike racing, so anything can happen. But I just, I just don't see – I don't see a path to victory for these these guys – and Coop not winning this championship in the last five rounds. I just don't. Now, Atlanta's going to be interesting, and we'll talk about it at the end when we give our predictions for who's going to win with this being outdoors, because I don't know if you've guys seen the track map, but the, the, it looks very, very busy. Yeah. It's very busy. So maybe What's that? Fast as fuck. Oh, yeah. So fast. So maybe Eli gets a win, or maybe Kenny gets a win. But that's the thing is, is that these boys are going to have to beat him. He, he's, he's almost going to have to go winless in these next five rounds for them to get a championship. Well, Eli's pretty much done, let's be real. So, Kenny. Yeah, 41 points, five rounds. Yeah. No that far apart. What's that? 
They're not that far apart. He's 41 points down. Okay, well, that, some shit happens, and it happens real quick. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, that's a lot of shit that would have to happen. Because, I mean, so, Kenny's... You mean, like, Moran Kenny's, busting his hand up? You mean, like, a lot of these guys getting... getting yeah, but what, I'm say, but what I'm saying... I'm not saying, saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying yeah, but, the opportunity for that to happen is pretty high. I mean, say, the thing I'm saying is that, like, okay, so you have, you, you have something happen to Webb. Eli's still 25, 26 points, something like that, behind Ken at that point, even, so... Yeah, it's like you got to have something ha- with, with it. It's the same thing that like JT has been saying here for weeks now is like something has to happen to two people. It's yeah. not just one. Yeah. So, Fair. but going back to your thing, Justin, about um, last night when you never, when you didn't not see that happening. Yeah, dude. I mean, you go to the heat race. Okay. Kenny had more pace than Coop in that oh, heat race. Well, Chase and, did and, too. And you saw it as soon as he passed him, he ran away from him. Chase, Ken, Eli, and Barsha were faster than their heat race. Yeah. And so when I saw that, like him, like Chase taking him out, I was just like, that's awesome. Because like, I was thinking, oh shit, Chase is in trouble. Though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't usually see that with Webb. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, dude, Kenny is so fucking fast mm-hmm. tonight. I was like, he may actually pull this off and stop the sweep. Yep. And then, you get to the start of that main, and you watch him go down the first two rhythm lanes, dude. And Kenny has, for lack of a better term, that fast twitch, okay? And I'm watching Kenny go down those first two lanes, and I'm going, holy shit, he's fucking on it right now. Like, you could see him moving on that bike to try to get that power back to the ground and get going and run away. And then when he did do that, after like three corners, I was like, okay, cool, here we go. Then when the distance didn't open up, yeah, I think the most like it was the like two, two seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. When it didn't open up over that, then I started going, eh, okay. But then we went, what, 10 minutes where they were like basically yeah. the same amount of time apart. And I was like, that was a chess match between yeah. those four last night. That was a lot of the casual fans will watch that and go, oh, that was boring. But it was like those four, the gap that they kept between each other for that amount of time yeah. and then all the way to the finish, that was a chess match. And that was a that was you could tell was more of a mentally taxing race for all those guys than anything yeah. because it's like it was just a yo-yo effect the whole entire time. And for people like us who know, you know, we know what we're watching, I was watching that last going, dude, that was an insane race yeah. to watch because you know underneath their helmet, their brains are working overtime trying to figure out, okay, where am I gonna gain a tenth here? Where am I gonna get a tenth here? Because we're not we're so close. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. Like, that was one of the funnest races to watch of the year. Yeah. Actually, in a long time for me last yeah. night. Now, don't get me wrong. With the whole thing, I was still waiting because I'm like, the last 10 minutes is when Coop comes on. Yep. So if he's within two seconds when uh, during that last 10 minutes, I'm still like, eh, I don't know that Kenny's got this wrapped up. And then, sure, shit. I mean, we all saw what happened. You know, yeah. he reeled him in, passed him. Well, Kenny struggled in the sand section. And then when Coop figured yeah. out, and then when Coop started cutting down before the whoops because he wasn't blitzing all the way through, he was, you know, blitzing and yeah. then three wanting out or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, he was starting to game time there. But the biggest thing was the sand section where yeah. Kenny. So I don't, Kenny, I don't Kenny really fucked up that sand section. Well, Coop pretty much was the only one getting through that consistently. Yeah. Because he was kind of chopping the throttle. Difficult. What's that? It looked really difficult. Oh, yeah, it did, especially with how flat that first one was getting. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to talk to Kevin about what that was like because they said they had regular jumps built under that sand. Yeah, that was that was all clay-based. Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see what that was like. So, But, no, I mean, I, like I said, I know it's easy to say now, but I just – I wasn't – I'm not worried with Coop anymore. Unless he's in 10th place with five to go, if he's anywhere near the lead, 
I am so confident in him right now that I don't care who's out front. If they're within striking distance, he's going to win the race. <laughs> if he's in the top three with with less than with ten second gap or less with ten minutes to go. I still think Webb can win the race at this point. As much as I hate to say we've it, seen that. it's like it was with RV back in the day. Yeah. If RV was in striking distance, unless it was just James Stewart on a ridiculous night, RV was usually going to win the race. And I feel that that's the way it was with Coop. And honestly, I'm not comparing the two at all because they're not the same guy. But I think that Coop now has gotten to the point that he not only has better racecraft, and we know his cardio is good, but his speed – I mean, his speed is there too. Like he's he's putting in the fastest laps of the night, and so on and so forth. And I just, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't see, I don't see this being close at the last round. I hate saying that, but I just don't. I just don't. And I know Tom's over there laughing because we've seen it enough times. Crazy shit has happened, but I just have that much confidence. Every single year, I just have that much confidence in Cooper right now. I just, I don't. He's just better than everybody else. Like, I don't think it's even really a conversation as far as, like, it's just not in my opinion. It, it really isn't. It's kind of like with Eli what it was outdoors up until last year. Like, you pretty much knew Eli was going to win the championship. You hoped. But I don't know what Coop has to do to prove to people that doubt him still that it's like, the, I'm the best guy in Supercross, and it's really not close. It's just not. I don't know. That I know that that sounds crazy because Kenny's still within 15, but other than last What's that? A little bold, yep. I just, I don't know. Pretend you guys are a, a Cooper Webb doubter. Just just pretend for the sake of this argument. And okay. what would you, what what does he have to do to prove to the people that still doubt him? Because, like, what what has he not done? Me, personally, I don't give a shit who, who doubts or, or back whoever else. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding, right? Yep. So if he wins it, yeah. And obviously, he can go out just like Ken Rocks and Eli Tomek, Justin Barsh, and a couple other guys that are really, you know, maybe not in the points as much as Scoop Webb is, but any one of those guys can go out and win. And any one of them can have an issue, too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, quiet the doubters up, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. But yep. on the other side of it, the, the part that keeps it interesting is that for what it's worth, until Eli Tomac and Bar- Justin Barsha kind of had some issues yesterday, yep. Eli Tomac could have won the race pretty, pretty easily, I felt like, too. So, oh. to go off, you know, being bold and confident that's fine. But to me, I'm looking at it like we're going to have Cooper Webb's the guy to beat, but the other two are also really, really tough. Even, you know, Barsha, Anderson, and a couple of other guys that very, very well could get a win. I mean, shit, Aaron, Preston, Aaron Plessinger won a race not even a month ago, right? So, like, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Three outdoor races. Make them gonna make quite a difference too. The Atlanta rounds are definitely gonna be interesting because I don't think anybody really knows what to, they, nobody knows to, what to expect. Like we're all like, is it gonna be like Daytona? Is it gonna be like a regular? It, no, it looks it looks I like say, it doesn't look like it. But it looks like a very very long normal supercross, like rhythm sections from one end of a one end to the other. That's all right, and that's I'm gonna cool be very. That. That's gonna be more Quad mental, God, baby, and that's gonna be more mentally taxing than Sex anything else. Wins. Um, and, and, you know, and who knows, like I said, maybe Eli, Kenny get a win. Maybe Barsha gets a win. I still think if Ferendis gets a start instead of running around in 15th, he can get a win. <laughs> but it's just, if I'm being real honest, and I know that it, this is the show you want to play both sides, but, like, if I'm just being honest in what I feel right now, I just don't see it. I just really don't. Like, if it didn't happen for Eli on, and I know that he had the mistake, but that's part of it, on Tuesday night, and Ken last night, like, I, I don't really know, like, are they just hoping they rip a holy and then Coop's buried? Like, is to me, that's what it's going to have to take. 
I'm dude. I'm a firm in here of like what what Car or not Carmichael. What McGrath said on race day live two weeks ago or two races Kenny, ago. Kenny's got to show him a wheel. Yeah, like, he's not dude, going to though. I don't. think. I know it drives me nuts because it's like last night, especially in that heat race, prime time. Like, dude, do what Sexton did. Yeah. Just fucking up there, hook your fucking uh, swing arm bolt into his front sp- or his front uh, front wheel lug and just. Pull it out from under him. And it surprises me, too, because, like, with him growing up with hurlings all those years in Europe and the way Jeffrey rides, even back to that, like, it surprises me that Kenny has never been comfortable with that. But I think that he honestly isn't comfortable with the retaliation. No. So he's one of those guys, and MC said it. He just wants to be the baddest dude speed-wise. And that's fine. Great. That's awesome. But guess what? In today's day and age of Supercross racing – it's almost impossible. Dungey is really the only guy in the history that has won championships without ruffling people's feathers. Yeah. Because Villapoto did it. We obviously know. I mean, Eli, he's done it to a few people, but like not so much. But Stu did it. Carmichael did it. Chad's done it. Everybody's done it. The 90s, that's all it was, was yeah. back in the day. So I get that. that and that's fine. And I, and I commend him for that. I respect the hell out of that. Like being clean and winning races just off your speed, you know, and consistency. But that's the thing is, is that we know that Coop's not afraid to do it. Yep. And like I told you, what, our last the one, last show that we were all in studio that we did together, that if it comes down to the championship in that last round in Salt Lake, Coop's not going to fucking hesitate to no. put Kenny on the ground. And I don't see Kenny going that far. I don't think he's willing to do it, especially because of his injuries. Yeah. Because if he gets into that and he hits the ground wrong, well, all that progress that he's made in the last three years, whatever it's been, goes out the door. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do I want to win a title? or do, Like, this is what I don't understand, okay? Like, I guess, so I guess I understand to a point of like, okay, I don't want to have 20 enemies on the track as I'm trying to come through traffic if something happens. <laughs> you mean like Jason Anderson? Yeah. Like, I don't want to have that. However, it's only one guy, and it's the guy you're battling for the title with. Put his ass on the ground. Make, because... Daddy Webb right now, and that's what I'm going to keep calling him. So if you all don't like it, well, fuck off. Well, it's fitting. <laughs> it's fitting. Is that Call him it, Daddy. Daddy. Daddy Webb knows that Kenny's not going to do that right now. So until Kenny like steps up, I mean, it's like a bully, basically, for lack of any sort of better term. It's like it's like getting bullied. Yep. And until you step up and punch the fucking bully in the goddamn nose and make him go, oh, shit, he's going to keep doing the same thing. But see, thing. Here, here's the thing, though. Even if Kenny does it, though, the thing is, is I don't think Coop gives a shit. I don't think so either. Because he can play that game better than Kenny. Don't get me wrong. I don't he's think been so doing either, it for a long time. But he's still going to take, he's still going to go from being like on his front foot attacking to like a neutral position of like, oh, well, okay. And it'll make him double think some things when, oh, he's for do, sure. when he's doing it because he's like. I mean, if you're worried about somebody running and chopping your front end off on every apex of the corner, like, yeah, for sure. I just, I think that if Kenny does it to Coop, Coop will just retaliate with, well, I'll just literally put you on the ground. Yeah. Well. And then that's, it, it's like a Zach Osborne, Joey Savacci thing. Like maybe, maybe what Kenny needs to do is just like Malcolm Stewart ish, but try just, to saw off the fucking center no, no, of just, your bike. I was going to say, just try to, just try to torpedo him, but you know, maybe like actually hit yeah, him not high side and land and fuck yourself up. Yeah. Cause then, then maybe that would work, but, but I, yeah. I, to, to, to the, the last I thing. I want to see more of that. Let the sparks fly. Let's go. Bro, it's the 90s, man. We grew up on that shit. Everybody's a sissy nowadays, man. That Malcolm Stewart thing well, is awesome. It's, here's, here's something on that same point. So it's not such a talked about thing in motocross, but in especially in, in like, well, I'm a pretty big hockey guy. And, oh, you and Travis uh, have that in common. Play, it's, a, it's a big thing for guys that have newborn or young children 
to go soft for at least a year, right? So he just had a kid six months old or whatever, which is awesome. Everybody loves it. But when it comes down to it, when you have young children, especially your firstborn, it softens you up a little bit. So you're going to see Cooper just, hey, happy about life. You know, not Cooper, you know, Ken Roxon just happy about life, whatever else. Meanwhile, maybe not the same from Cooper Webb. Maybe, maybe Cooper Webb's out there out blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, man, I don't know. That's, you know, and that isn't talked about a lot, especially in motocross of all things, obviously, because a lot of the shit isn't publicized compared to other stick and ball sports. But I just, I don't know. I would really like to see Kenny get aggressive with Coop, but I just think at this point it's not going to matter. And like I said, I, I really think that Coop's going to have this title wrapped up before we go to the last round. I just don't, because I, like I said, I see him winning two or three of the last five rounds. I just, Arlington was all I needed to see. Like, if people can talk about, like, what was it? He's 15 points up and he was 16 points down or whatever round it was. But it's like him sweet. This is two times now he swept a residency. Yeah. And that's fucking impressive. I just. Who's the other guy? Kenny. Kenny swept Indy. That's right. Yep. <laughs> no, man. Like, you could. Uh, I'm a Kenny guy through and through. I like Coop, but Kenny is my guy. And I would love to see him get a Supercross you're not championship. I'm daddy, but you're not far from it. I got you. Yeah. I just, it's it's like it's like with the Villapoto thing. Every time I get into a conversation with Wyman about this, Stu has always been my guy. But back in the day, I would respect RV, but I wouldn't. I just, I'm gonna call it how I see it. If you're the fastest guy or the best guy, I, I'm gonna say it in my opinion. And I think that Coop is just that guy. I just, I just do. I don't, I don't think right now. I think for the last two years, it was level. I really do. Even through 2019, you could say that, oh, Eli, he had the speed advantage, this and that, so it was level. I think that Coop now has taken that next step where it's not that way anymore. And I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know what he has to prove to certain people. But, yeah, man, I, I think that he's going to win this championship. And I, I think that at the last round, it's going to be uh, – I don't know what it's going to be. Beer and cocaine. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Hookers All and around. blow. All around. Oh. Uh, Wait, the last round's not in Vegas anymore. No, nah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know what you got to do in Utah. I don't know if the Salt wild, Lake City, right? yeah, I don't know yeah. if the wildlife is is crazy in Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> Coop will find a way. He'll do something. All right. Um, what else you got on that 450 main? Sexton wrecked himself again. Well, hold on. The Barsha thing, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Did either of you, after Barsha ran Eli wide after the first turn, think that? Eli, if he had the chance, was not going to pass him clean. He was going to use it to blow him off of corner. No, you didn't think so. No. Okay. All right. I thought he and, was. You know, speaking of speaking of the start, when Ken Roxon comes around and nails that first berm after the after the whole shot and goes four in or whatever, just sends it over the moon. I, I was, you know, jumping out of my feet because that was fucking huge. Oh, Come yeah. out and be battling for the whole shot and then just grab a little bit of clutch and a whole out throttle and go four in. When everybody else is going three, that takes some nuts. Well, that track was my favorite of the year so far. I don't know about you guys, but that was my favorite. It was so it was awesome. It, really it was awesome to watch because of the big jumps, but it raced like shit. To be really honest, well, yeah, because everybody figured out. You come down that first rhythm section, and you go. Uh, I have it written down three onto the three, table, three on, three two off. off, yeah, yeah, and then triple into the corner. Turn that, you go three, and then you like five over both tables and the single in between, and then two or three out. And it's like in in like practice, not everyone was doing it. In the heats, obviously not everyone was doing it because we watched Eli. Who was he tracking down in the heat? Uh, Barsha. Yeah. You watched him do it there in the heat and just track down Barsha. And then you get to the main, and it's like everybody was doing it. 
Well, like I said, that 450 main was a chess match. Yeah. That track made you think more than I think all of them this year have. Although I got to say, so the one person we saw faster without having to do that big-ass jump, especially in the second rhythm there, was Sexton. Yeah. In the fucking heat. That was when he put Coop on the ground. And I went, holy shit. He just went faster through that section, like, without doing that big five over or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Table over table. Yeah. So that was that was wild, Dude. man. Chase Sexton's had a kind of rough year. He hasn't had a lot of finishes, but I tell you, if you're asking me who the guy is that hasn't hasn't had good finishes but performed the best, I think I might give it to Chase Sexton. He looks outstanding. You mean James Stewart Jr.? Trying to be on his head. <laughs> It yeah, looks fantastic. I, mean, I would have the- I would have to agree with that. I just I'm afraid though that uh, this crashing thing is going to become a uh, consistent. I hope not, but man, it, it, what do we do? We hear anything about last night? No, I I, I didn't hear anything, but I'm going to just guess that he just knocked the wind out of himself. Did anybody see? Like, could you tell in that video that replay they showed what the fuck he did? Because I could. he just fucked up the sand section. It was that simple. Uh-huh. Just like everybody, like Ken was doing. Hmm. Like I don't I can't remember exactly, but I think he just. He was so far to the inside, and he just clipped the landing of the double out. Oh, and that's the thing. Like that's the thing. I did. I I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think he just knocked the wind out of himself because it didn't really look that bad, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah, Chase has been super fast. But I'm really starting to wonder if this crashing thing is going to become a consistent with him. And I really hope not because I think the kid has a bright future. And outdoors is going to be really interesting, especially with him and AC. Yeah, but. He's fast. We know who his coach is, <laughs> and we know what that guy had a tendency to do. And obviously, once again, they're Bro, not. It's checkers or records. They're okay? not this. It's either win, WFO, or on the ground. Um, but yeah, like Chase seems to when he hits the ground, and I know he's even had a couple tip overs in practice. Um, not so much the qualifying, but I know that uh, in the free practices, he's had a couple tip overs. Like, yeah, just not bad, but still hitting the ground since he's come back. Th- this can't become keep becoming a thing with him because it seems like he's trying to ride like James, not in the sense of technique, but just willing to hang it out. And he's got to go back to what won him championships in the 250 class, being being spot on, having good racecraft. Got to tune, tune it back. He's just that's the thing is, is we all look at Chase and he was so dialed in fundamentally. His technique is spot on. He's perfect with his foot placement. If he's just going to go this balls to the wall, like, hey, I'm going to try shit that nobody else is doing because James is my coach, he's never going to win a championship in the 450 class because his style doesn't lend to what James has did because he doesn't have the raw talent that James did to do the shit that Stu did. Maybe he'll go 24-0 outdoors, though. Yeah, it's never going to happen again. Um, I don't know. I just... I, I, I don't... Junior. I, yeah. <laughs> we know the more people we have in this class, the better the racing is. The parody is great. But, yeah, if Chase keeps hitting the ground like this, like, his 450 career is not going to be long. Yeah, it's definitely going to suck. So. Good thing he signed for a lot of money the first time. <laughs> you mean like AC? Yeah. By the way, uh, I know that we're getting a little off topic with uh, talking about last night, but did you guys hear the whole thing that Mathis was saying about uh, Eli re-upping his contract? Speaking no. of contracts? No, I did not. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't see that coming, if that's true. I don't know. Mathis said he heard from a good source that Eli re-upped his contract. Interesting. Yeah. That's super interesting, That's true. I I was not expecting him, although we had previously in a couple episodes ago talked about the prospect of him being retired. I didn't see it coming. I don't think it's going to happen for the next couple years. So I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever to see him re-up with with Cowie. Actually, I was to be 100% honest with you, I 
didn't expect him to stay with Kawasaki because just like when Michael Inman left the team, like it seems like there's some kind of funky stuff going on. I don't know if it still is that way. I have really fucking no idea because everybody, you know, I'm just some guy talking from Michigan, but I think that uh, I was kind of expecting to see some changes come into play for a guy that thinks that he should be winning that perhaps is uh, looking at some guys like Cooper Webb and saying, well, what the fuck I got to do to beat this guy? He's just a little teeny bit ahead of me in the points. Uh, I never expect those guys to be jumping and chomping at the bit to re-sign with a team that there's some funny stuff going on at. Well, the reason why I thought, if it's true, that it was interesting is not only because I was one of the people that thought he was going to retire after this year, but I thought how should I put this? I want I want to put this without sounding like a dick. With the way he rode up until the last couple weekends and the way outdoors went in 2020, and now we know that, oh, hey, like winning the Supergrass Championship, we know maybe he didn't come in with as focused and as prepared because he just didn't care. And maybe, who knows, maybe he goes out and dominates again this summer like he did the three previous years. But it's going to be real hard for him to be just average and then, hey, get some good races in every now and then if he's going to keep this Kawasaki thing rolling. You know, we know how they feel about AC, and I just, I was, if it's true, I'm a little surprised because I honestly, like, don't see him putting in the effort for another two years that he has been since he went in the 450 class and and then keep riding like this. Like, he's not going to be happy with just getting his ass handed to him some weekends, you know? Like, I, so when I, when I saw that, I'm like, really? Like, that's a little surprising to me that he would do that because I thought now he's got the family, he had the Supercross title, he did everything in outdoors, like, oh, hey, I'm done. I'm cleaning my hands, 2021's over with, I'm, I'm retiring. But that means he would be going into his final year of his Cowie contract at age 31, I think? 31? Yeah, 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 something like that. So, like, we know all the 250 guys coming up. We know how good if Chase can stay healthy. We know how good AC is. You know, Zacho's going to come back, hopefully, healthy for outdoors. Kenny, you know, what's Coop going to do? Frenchie, all this. Can you really see him just being average outdoors and him being okay with that? I mean, what else he can do, man? Wow, <laughs> he's got he's got a couple million extra bucks, and then he can live for the next fifty years in the woods. Now I'm gonna be real honest with you. I bet with Eli's lifestyle, he'd be perfectly fine with the money he's made now. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Couple, I just was a little shocked mil- if it's true. Million extra bucks would be awesome. I was just a little shocked if it's if it's true. If it's true, that is, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I just I couldn't have seen. I've him. never seen. I've never seen Eli Tomac be an average guy in his whole career. Yeah. If he if he lines up for the most part, he's been a, at least a contender. If not, well, Tom, would you wouldn't you call outdoors though twenty twenty a little average for Eli? I mean, because he, because he didn't go out there and completely smoke everybody, I would I would say yeah. But that's like saying that James Stewart going twenty four and zero was average James, right? Well, like necessarily when you're on that level, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Well, I just mean as far as Eli's standards. I don't mean as far as, like, normal people. <laughs> you know, the way Eli did road in 2020, anybody in the top 10 would love to have those finishes. I just meant as far as Eli's standards outdoors. I think most people would say, well, that was a little average by his standards. I don't know. Like I said, maybe he comes out and dominates outdoors. I just – my point was is, is I just – I think I was a little surprised to hear that if it's true because I just thought he was going to retire at the end of this year. He's already accomplished everything he really wanted to. And I hope he at least stays – in, you know, as an active racer, at least long enough to go win a designation. Well, he doesn't know us, but I feel like he fucking knows us that. Here's the thing, though, that, and I completely agree with you, Tom, because I'd really like to see a uh, Ken Rocks and Eli Tomac hurlings race one more time. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because the douchebags of Kawasaki don't really like that event. <laughs> yep. 
unless he wants to fund it himself. If it was that they that they weren't about it, or if it was really that they were covering because the racer didn't want to do it, or well, the racer wasn't prepared, or the racer well, was not, you know, leading off season. What well, is what is tr- what is true for that? Is it really Kyle Sox saying it, or is it really you know and Adam Cusickville kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like Eli Tomac was a situation that he was in when he got turned down the last two times or whatever. But if he was in a different situation, would you say that? I, I wouldn't be so told to jump to that. Everything's a psyop. It's not real. Well, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't <laughs> think I don't I don't think it would matter because as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think we're going to be winning an MX of Nations for a long time. But that's neither here nor there. That's for another podcast. <laughs> well, as long as we're on the subject here of contracts and retiring oh, and okay. stuff, All right. do you guys hear that Marv wanted to retire last year? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. And they made and they made him sign. That surprises me. Yeah. Wait. I don't. I was surprised to hear about the retirement thing, but I tell you what, when he was sitting on the side of the track, uh, well, many times, but even even yesterday, I looked at him and I go, "This looks like the last time we'll ever see Marvin Muskan on orange bike." Yeah, yeah, he definitely. I watched. Uh, I didn't watch the most recent one, but I watched one of those other motorcycle ones by our good buddy Wes, and I was just like, "Man, he just fucking looks like he's ready to get out of there." He's been doing this for a long time. I mean, he's 31 now, I think. Something like that, yeah. And he turned pro at 16, and he did the GP thing for, a, like, a long time, obviously, before he came over here. So, like, he's been doing this shit for a long And I just – I hope he gets out of it since if that's the case, that it probably means that he's not mentally 100% there as far as wanting to, you know, hey, I want to go put my – especially after his crash that he had a couple rounds ago. I just hope that yeah. he makes it through his contract then without a serious injury. Because we all know what happens, and you know, K-Dub was a perfect example of getting it out when he didn't feel comfortable. If these guys keep getting pushed to a level that they don't want to go, it can end badly real quick. And I just, I don't, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him get hurt because oh, they're pushing him to race. Did H, did uh, K-Dub get out when he didn't want to do it anymore? Did or did K-Dub get out when they were going to find uh, HGH in the system? <laughs> oh, oh buddy oh we need wow. to call coach rob hold on wow <laughs> come on now you're gonna do k-dub dirty like that come on man well they were just talking about Sexton before too long ago and it's like well well you know there's some question marks going on between that and blood doping back in the day it's all it's all under the rug it's it's back, not a back big in deal. the day well or currently no. Cur- well Since currently we know more about the blood doping stuff like yeah it was it was already bad enough before but then now in the last year so those of, those of us that have red filled know about adrenochrome and it makes you really fucking wonder how much that comes into play for other not only for motocross but other sports too if you're if you're coming into a, a tour de france and you've been blood doping with adrenochrome well fuck you got a super uh advantage now and nobody knew about it before look i'm saying just let them all do it fuck it be like the old days in baseball where everybody was fucking on steroids. Just let it happen. I don't give a damn. Like, man, you know what? If everybody has, if everybody can get availability to it, fuck it. Who cares? That's yeah, a hot. That's a hot. Part. That part's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know much too much about that. But as far as the other shit, people were like, "Well, why did every time you know Stu and RV and their or uh, Stu and RC and their rigs, you know, at the nationals, they'd have all their blinds closed all the time." People were like, "Oh, that means you know they probably just don't want to be disturbed." Yeah, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Let's not disturbed by nurse. Yeah. Um, so getting into some people that probably don't blood dope here. <laughs> nice segue. Y'all want to talk about this A. Ray Clayson battle at the end of the LCQ? Because it was awesome. Loved it. Oh, oh my God. Do you think they're talking today? Well, okay. So when Travis, you, I mean, maybe not this past week, but like you listen to more of the podcast. I yeah. just, I don't get a chance to anymore. What, 
what happened between Clayson and A-Ray at round two? Because they were making a mention that something happened between them. Now, I don't know if that was Todd Harris talking out of his ass. No, you're going to ask me that. And there was... Because uh... we know the heart, we know the heart draft. Oh, and, yeah. But... So, I, Clayson did something to A-Ray, and he was pissed. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. I can't... God, I can't remember now. I heard it, too. I did hear it. Uh, yeah. But they were okay. I just love the A Ray when he was going down the start. He was just he was oh yeah so pumped. he was taunting him the whole entire time, and I'm like, you don't ever see that in Moto. Nobody taunts people yeah, in Moto. That makes that leash or something all of a sudden. I mean, to be really <laughs> honest, anybody think any of that was dirty? No, I thought it was just racing. No, after the way Clayson ran him wide in that left handed ninety after the uh, the rhythm section before the triple. Yeah, yeah, no, like it, it was deserved, and and he knew it. You could tell how hard he cut down in the one eighty yeah. before the sand. And A-Ray just didn't care. He didn't arc the corner. He's like, nope, dude, I'm taking you wide. I don't give a shit. Yep. And and that's the thing is, is like, that's what's to be expected in the LCQ. Like, straight yeah. up. Oh, you think yeah. that if that was Bowers. Put him in the third row while you're at it. If that was Bowers, Clayson wouldn't even been upright. No. Clayson would have been on the ground holding his arm or some shit. Yep. So, like, no, I have no problem with it. Dude, you're trying to get in the last transfer spot. You fucking do do we really got to go back to East Rutherford 2017? <laughs> Do we really got to go back and show people that race? People don't forget. Yeah, so, like, no, I have no problem with it. And and we've all seen much worse shit. So, like, anybody that had a problem with it. And, yeah, I bet you at the time Clayson was not happy about it. I don't blame him. Like, that's how they make their livelihood. Uh, I mean, you didn't make the main. You're probably pissed off about that. But the that, thing but... is, after the race, you're going, eh, it is what it is. Like, I would have done that. He would have done the same thing. Hell, he tried to do it to Hartraft the week before or on Tuesday. So it's like, no, I don't have a problem with it. Nobody likes being the guy that got got, right? But when you get yours, it all goes. Yeah, and you know what? I don't, I don't know Cade Clayson personally. I don't even think I've ever met him once. But he seems like a pretty okay dude and a pretty level headed guy that doesn't bitch about shit. And I'm going to imagine that he would probably, when he all calmed down, probably said, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> you did what you had to do, Alex. It is what it is." And I, what I really like, though, is I like to see the emotion out of A-Ray because we know he's his character. <laughs> but, like, that was, like, a little bit of a different side to him because he's made enough of these mains before where it's, like, it's expected. So for him to get that pumped about getting a fourth place in the LCQ, it, it was a little refreshing because we, we bitch about these guys being robots. And he was pumped, kind of like the, uh, the Nikkei Theory thing on Tuesday. Yeah. When he took Cody shock wide and he didn't need to win. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm dreamed of. I'm doing this. So, no, I had no problem with it. And, and I like seeing the emotion out of these guys. It was, it was great. Would it have been cool to see Clayson get in? Yeah. Would it have been cool to see Kev get in? Yeah. But you know what, though? It is what it is. Don't leave the door open. Kev, Kev was sore. <laughs> well, I, yeah. li- I like Kev, but he wasn't getting in last night. Although, did you see that start in the LCQ? Is he wheelie down the whole fucking straightaway? When I saw where he was positioned, and we all knew that it was going to be shit, I was like, well, I was like, if Kev just even gets a decent jump, he's getting the start. Yeah. And then sure shit, halfway down the start straight, I was like, ooh, I hope he doesn't get pushed wide though. <laughs> yeah, I saw that I saw this all of a sudden like in my periphery as to what I was watching, I see this front wheel just floating down the front straightaway there, and I was like, what the and I was like, oh, here comes Kev. All that <laughs> Tur- turbo engaged. All that that anybody that wants to learn how to start, just watch Kev. Yep. Cause Kevin I've never had a chance to watch him personally since he's been on a big bike, like watch his start technique. But if you're anybody that has struggling with starts, Kevin's technique, whatever he's doing, he you watch him. Yeah. I don't know if it's his foot placement off the line, if his just reaction time is that good, his shift points are good, but dude knows how to get starts. Maybe Eli Tomac should ask him how he does starts. 
Eli Tomac, Dylan Ferrandez, we can go down the line. Yeah, Jason Anderson, whatever, dude. Because you know what? If you if if you want to say anything about Kevin Moran's, the dude can fucking start a dirt bike. That's plain and simple. His starts are insane. Yep. So, okay. Uh, anything else with four fifties you guys want to talk about right now? That was all I had written down. There was not a lot that happened last night. At least it was su- it super jumped off the page at me. Um. No, Anderson did okay. Ferenda still can't get a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought he was going to win a race this year. Who's that? Ferenda. I did too. I think he'll win more outdoors, but I think right now, I, I don't know. He's got. I think he's dealing with something, man. He's got to as many times as he's hit the ground this year. Yeah. He's got to have some nagging injuries. Um, I don't he's know. Dealing with a Yamaha 450 is what he's dealing with. <laughs> so it's a good heard. fucking. Po- it's a good fucking point. Um, okay, I got a question for you. Has Plessinger done enough to get signed again next year? God, I hope so. I love AP. I really do. I think outdoors he's gonna be really good too, man. Yeah. I love AP. I I, I really hope so. But I wish it wasn't on Yamaha. <laughs> Well, can't have everything. I mean, unfortunately, there's no. Oh, oh boy! Here oh we go. no, no! It's the, not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's a little bit of me being happy because he's one of my guys. Max Anstey with a thirteenth. That's pretty good, right? Sure. I mean, that's getting better. It, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's not great by any means, but like when we had this conversation, and I know some guys are out, but it, you deal with the cards you're dealt with. Thirteenth, like I bet if you asked him, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'd rather be in the top ten, But thirteenth, like. I think that's pretty good for him. He is getting better. Yeah. He's slowly getting better. Now, once again, yes, AC wasn't there. Zacha wasn't there. Shane's not there. Brayton's not there. But still, like you deal with the cards you're dealt. I think 13th, I think it's good for him. I really do. I think that him just getting through Supercross into Outdoors Healthy, it's it's progress. So I was just happy to see that. That That's all I guess I really have to say. Tom, anything 450s you want to touch on? or? Um, I'm good for now. Okay. Cool. Well, then, well we, top of my head. then we can uh, then we can move into uh, into some two fifty talk here. You guys want to start with that first lap, that first heat with our boy Mitchell? I mean, literally, Tom. Me literally, Tom texts me because he didn't watch the race on the app like we do. He was watching the race live. So at ten thirty, as the mains are going on for us, he's texting me. What the fuck is Jordan Smith doing, dude? Jordan Smith Man, is doing Jordan Smith back, things. I try to have his back because. Jordan Smith has got so much talent. He's he's one of those guys that and Smitty's a good dude. I'll, clicks, he'll be, all the all the skill and all the other shits are already going to be done. Yep, and I'll, time for it to split. Same thing. And, and I like Jordan. What the fuck is that guy doing, dude? When that happened, <laughs> when that happened, when that happened, I threw the remote. The I'm, fucking TV broke. It was double pissed. I'm literally about to get on my phone and get in the group text and just go, "What the fuck?" I was so pissed. And not knowing, like, if Mitchell, like, because obviously they only panned him for a second with as hard as he hit, not knowing if he was okay. Like, I'm, like, f- I was literally about to just, like, start blowing up Brian's phone. Like, what the fuck? Dude, oh, my God. I know that shit happens, but why did it have to be Jordan Smith? Like, why? This is who he is. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Why- this is who he is. Why did it, of all people, like, there's... So and I'm and I'm not breaking news. I'm not saying this and that. But there's a lot of talk going on right now, and I think that Mitchell is a conversation, especially going into outdoors and Jordan Smith and rides and shit like that. And I even said this, like it had to be Jordan Smith. It, anybody on that Cowie team, it could have been McAdoo, it could have been Hamaker, and it, it had to have been Jordan. Jordan Smith had to be the guy of all fucking people to land on Mitchell, like the guy that kind of. 
was one of the reasons why Mitchell doesn't have a ride on that Cowie team. And it had to be Jordan Smith. I was just fucking infuriated. I was infuriated. But, I don't know. He was, I mean, he was infuriated. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just Jordan Smith doing Jordan Smith things, man. And the thing is, is like I almost drank the Kool-Aid last night. I almost picked him for fantasy. And then I was like, nah, I can't do it, man. I can't you know, do it. He screwed me too many times. And then, sure, shit, first lap of the heat race, I'm like, thank God. You know what God. sucks, too, is he's been so fucking fast this year. When he, And obviously, he hits the ground all the time. But he's been so fast when he's actually been it's on two wheels. Good. But this has been his thing since he's gotten on big bikes, dude. Well, Even as been, an amateur. Well, it's been thing since he's been it on a Kawasaki. A thing. <laughs> I mean, dude. One look, of those things that uh, TLR talks all the time about when shit happens in a hurry. Like, we're usually, we're usually sad in regards to... And Roxton lately, but uh, every time it seems to be something for Jordan Smith, it's when shit happens in a hurry and, and then he's on the ground or he jumps sideways into fucking get Mitchell Harrison or something. Yeah, Jordan, I think that he's kind of, and I said this about AC a lot in the 250s, he relies a little bit too much on his talent and he doesn't think with his brain. And I know people will go, well, that doesn't make any sense. But the thing is, is these guys are so talented, they rely a lot on muscle memory. And I think that with Jordan, I think that he relies a little bit too much on muscle memory instead of breaking down things in his head in each section. And I know that that, that situation was a little bit different in the sense because it was the first lap. Him and Cody Schott got into it. And Cody Schott got lucky, too, that he didn't get fucked. Like, yeah. that would have been really bad. But it's like, dude, it's like he just he just has this bubble around him, this black cloud. All right. Hold on. Hold on. We're going. We're going back to 450s for a second here. This is Kev. Kevin Morant. Kev. Yo, what up? Welcome to the Moto Aftermath this Show, bud. We are live. <laughs> you still do that? Nice, for, perfect timing, then, yeah, huh? Exactly. Uh, we got uh, Justin in studio with us here, and uh, old Tom Cooper is on the phone with us also. So you got. Nice, you got I like it. Almost the whole squad here. How's the paw? What'd he say? How's your paw? How's, How's your paw? hand? Uh, <laughs> so imagine this, right? So you take a surgical glove, uh, you blow air into it, and then <laughs> squeeze it off. That's what it looks like. Sick. Nice. <laughs> it has gotten pretty worse even just from this morning. Is it left hand or right hand? Uh, throttle hand, so right hand. Oh, so You it's heard fine. it here, folks. He's... Yeah, K-Mole is going stranger for the next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Said you're going- oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Kevin's you doing, doing all right otherwise? No, dude, and honestly, the hand's pretty all right. I think it's just, like, all fluid, and it's just tight. Like, I don't think anything's broken, because, like, I can still use it. The outside of my hand, so, like, okay, so... Uh, like Travis, you were able to see the video, right? Because obviously you're like Patreon and whatnot, and I got you accepted to that page, right? Yes, but I haven't been on Instagram all day. Boo. Oh, you haven't? You might want to check it out. Cause I, yeah, so I posted the video <laughs> uh, to the Moran's Racing Instagram. Um, so, yeah. So when I hit, because so I hit neutral going off of a tabletop. So obviously I nose take the crap out of the next single. Ooh. And that's what threw me over the bar. So I did a front flip, landed. And I knew the bike was in air, right? So, like, I did the front flip and landed A-OK. But I knew the bike was in the air chasing me. So as soon as my face hit the ground, I started army crawling, like, as fast as I could to try to get out of under the where the bike was going to land. But then, damn near immediately, I just got smashed. Wow. That sucks. 
You know what's funny about what Kevin just yeah. said about his hand? His hand could be broken, but only a moto kid would say, ah, it's fine. It's cool. It's fucking, dude. I don't I don't need to use my hand. I can just figure it out another way. Everybody else would be like, my hand's broken. Moto dudes, man, it's fine. I don't give a damn. Well, dude, even on race day live yesterday after he crashed, and he's like walking it off, you know, doing the hobble, like, it doesn't hurt. Everything's fine. Nothing's fine. wrong. Daniel Blair is like, he's a tough kid. He'll walk it off. Look at that. Yeah, he's walking it off right now. <laughs> Yeah, which I did, but did like, so that's one thing I always do is I always give like a thumbs up or like try to, you know, inform people whether I'm okay. Like if I don't give a thumbs up or I don't get up, then something seriously wrong. So as soon as I got up and I tried like walking it off and you know, you're just in that situation and you're like, oh my God, I just need shit. Oh, it's time to just catch my breath. I was like, okay, nothing seriously wrong. But then like when I started like, you know, doing your little body check over, so I was like, that's why I just kneeled down over the tough block is because I was just trying to catch my breath. And obviously, like, so you you saw on Race Day Live, too, like, you see the very, very end of it. So you see yeah. the bike actually smashing me. Yeah. So, yeah, I obviously got smashed by a 450, which is not a light bike. Um. So, yeah, like, and honestly, like, as soon as it smashed me, like, I just pushed it right off. So, like, it wasn't that big a deal, but... Yeah, the, it was the impact that kind of shook me. So just lay down on the, the tough walks, and I knew I was thinking, as soon as I laid down, I was like, oh, I, you know, I usually don't lay down. Usually I just go straight back to the bike. But, so I was like, I need to catch my breath. So I gave a thumbs up to, like, honestly, because I knew my parents were probably watching. So I was like, I just want to let them know, like, I'm okay. I just need a little bit of time. You got to give your, your boy some time. Dude, right? I so then, died laughing when, <laughs> you gave that, when you gave that thumbs up on the tough block. I died laughing. I'm fine. I just yeah. just give me a sec, <laughs> like, dude. It was yeah, awesome. That's ex- exactly. So, um, yeah. Anyway, grabbed my GoPro that had broken off, and then got back on the bike. Went back over to him. Both my levers were destroyed and everything like that. So I was like, I just sat there. And I was just like, dude, like, I don't know how I'm okay right now, but I'm okay. I'm pretty sure. But I knew my hand was like kind of hurting, right? So I was like, I I'm gonna go back out there and do about a half a lap. <laughs> what we're dealing with like if it's rideable and because i knew i wasn't gonna try to do another fast lap because my levers were destroyed and it's really tough to put in a fast lap without a front brake so um just went out there and rolled around and did, just, just did one double and just like the pulling and like the weight and the impact on my hand i was like oh son of a bitch because like it just started to get real hot then you know what i mean like it got real warm and it like heated up so i'm like oh my goodness so I pulled off. I was like, no, there's no way I can really put in another lap. I was like, I got to just, you know, low-key, like, kind of just got to leave it up to, you know, whatever the plan is for the man above. Like, if I went fast enough the first qualifying session, then, you know, then I'll be in. And if not, then I guess I'm not racing. Uh, and anyway, so we got in. So that was the plan, apparently. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't really know what to think. But so I went straight off the track. They did an x-ray. Cause I was like, it's, out, it's the outside of my right hand. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but that's where it hurts. So they did the x-rays. It looked all good. So they're like, we think you just probably smashed it. And like, it got hit so hard that, so like when you look down at your hand, right? Go ahead and look down at your hand. You see the, the veins that you have in it? Yeah. So they think that one of those just got like slapped so hard or a couple of them got slapped so hard that they maybe just like burst. Okay. So then, which obviously my, my hand got smashed hard enough to the point where there's actual trauma and like probably like maybe bone bruising or whatever but i don't think anything's broken because i can still kind of use it but yeah they did so they think that's why the swelling came up so fast and i mean i can look at it right now like the swelling has moved from the just the back side of my hand to the front side of my hand like the palm is all full of blood and starting to turn blue too <laughs> sick 
So yeah. <laughs> so I have a question that people might not know. Um, we obviously see the Alpine Stars medical staff there, you know, to come check on you guys when you crash or whatever. Um, so when you say you crash like that, you're all you're okay. I'm good. You go off the track and then you go fuck. I better go get this checked out. So you guys just walk up to the Alpine Stars trailer like, hey. I just crashed. I need to. I want to get yeah, this literally. checked out. <laughs> and then, and, and that's all. That's word all included. That's all included in your guys's entry fees, correct? So you guys don't have to pretty pay much, anything. Pretty much, like I think. No, you don't really have to like pay for it. That's why they take like donations and they do fundraisers and stuff like that, is to kind of just help out with that for racers, pretty much. So like, yeah, like verbatim, literally word for word. I just went over there and knocked on the door and I was like, "Hey guys, like, <laughs> I just hit neutral and I just ate shit." So. I was like, I don't feel very good in my body and whatnot. I was like, I'm pretty sure everything's fine. Um, but I would like to get my hand x-rayed because it feels like, a, you know, when it just like gets hot, you get that hot sensation. And obviously there's pain there. So I was like, I want to get this checked out, make sure there's nothing like clearly wrong. And then when he said, no, he looks pretty good. Then I was like, well, looks like we're just going to go ice it and see if we qualify. Which we're qualify. So I was like, well, we're icing it until the night show. Sweet. I just yeah. want I just want to clarify that because it's actually a question I've had for a while of like, so you just pop over there and just like, hey, I feel like shit, like I need a shot in my ass, and like they give it to you or <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I just that's, that's kind of how it goes. So okay. it's pretty wild. Sweet. Well, that's good. That's in, that's interesting to hear. Um, yeah. No, it's like a blessing that they're a part of Supercross and the people that you know help keep that program going is uh, very crucial. Yep. Um, now, what was that? Okay, so we've been talking about the track here. We've, we've kind of covered everything we wanted to in 450s here, and we'll ask you some questions about that, too, here coming up. But the, uh, the track itself, let's start with that sand section. What the hell is that like with having the actual jumps built under the sand? Under, you say, like, the actual jumps built under the sand? Yeah. It means the clay being the uh, base. Honestly, it was way gnarlier than I ever expected it to be. When I looked at it, in uh on track queuing since we don't get track walk we just get a walk around the stadium yeah um that's the dumbest thing ever by the way they just just, yeah i know they just put a little bit of sand over the uh the jumps whatnot i was like ah so they just get kind of rutted but primarily uh just jump in there and then when we went out for the first qualifying session our first free practice which i didn't get any free practice by the way because i got a flat tire on the very first lap so like (laughs) that didn't help all of the uh the rest of the things that happened throughout the night. Um, so, uh, yeah, long story short, even that first like siding lap, I was like, holy shit, this is real sand. Like the first, almost the whole first, uh, son of a gun, the whole first like face or whatever, first jump of that little four pack was like almost gone. Like there were ruts to your probably ankles deep. Hmm. So I was like, well, this is going to be way gnarlier than I was expecting. So long story short, it was very deep. Like the last two were not nearly as bad as the first two. The first two were pretty deep, whether they were half dirt and half sand. Um, But there was, you know, it was a lot deeper than I was expecting it to be, I guess. It's a long story short. Hmm. Interesting. We were just curious with it, with, like we said, with it being built, Clay wise underneath, it was and then the tricky. sand on top of it. Yeah, was it washy on the base? Was the sand washy? Oh, absolutely. And the thing that sucked too is like you come out of the corner and then you hit like those ruts that definitely were not straight, 
and then you land in other ruts that are all sort of cattywampus because everybody can't hit the first one straight. So, yeah, it's actually pretty damn difficult. What about what about the big jumps? <laughs> the um, big one. Did you did you do the did you do the big big rhythms like table everybody over, was doing? Did you do the table over table at all? Um, so I did. No, I never did that. So I was that was that was when I wrecked. Right. So like so I didn't get any free practice. So I didn't get to learn the track whatsoever. So then I went out in qualifying one, learned the track pretty quick, but I didn't get the big sections that I wanted. I didn't get that. So you know where they go around the start and then. Some guys were going like three on, three off, three. Yeah. Yep. And then some guys were going like two, table over single, three, single into the corner. So that was kind of like the wussy line, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> so I got, I got the double, table over two, triple into the corner. That was the line that I got right at the end of the first qualifying session. So I was like, I never got a good laugh with that one either. So that's the one that I was like, all right. So I got that, and I'll implement that into a fast lap for qualifying session two. And then I never figured out the rhythm before the loops either because by the time I got out there, you know, the 458 practice really destroys the track (laughs) because (laughs) the 250s will do all of their lines that they can do. And then the 450s, obviously, they're the first 450s on the track. So they can really get out there and make the lines that they need to for the power that those bikes have. You know what I mean? Yep. So blow everything out. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. Clearly they're the fastest dudes on the planet. So like them hitting, doing, you know, say 15 laps can severely destroy a corner. <laughs> so hey, by the time we got there, like, Mr. A5, did you get B yeah. practice this time? No, B practice. Those six. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm not top 20 in points yet, so I, which I honestly don't know how that works. Because Justin Starling and those guys got a practice, which I don't, I don't understand. I don't think I know how it works. Clearly, the AMA doesn't know how it works. Starling seem to find each other pretty, pretty good, especially in like Lance Chance Polly. Say that again. You and Mister Starling seem seem to find each other quite often. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but if I didn't, it, dude, I don't know. I ride that 450 so well, and I love it so much. Like if my hand was completely together, it would have been probably an easy end for that main event. Well, I got to say, that start of the that's LCQ. That's not for me to judge, I guess. The start of the LCQ huh? was awesome. Because I'm like watching, dude, I, I'm dude, looking, I'm I like, where's gonna... Kev? And then I just see the front wheel just carrying down the front, or down the straight. <laughs> and I'm like, found Kev. <laughs> found Kev. Dude, I didn't drop my front end early enough. I thought I was going to completely overshoot the corner. <laughs> well, you did go wide. Like, yeah, huh? You did go wide in that first corner. You like pushed out. Yeah, I had to. I, I honestly, when I was laying my front end down to start braking, I was like, I'm going all the way off the track. <laughs> like, I did not think I was going to be able to stay on the track. It's got to be a good because, feeling. So I had twenty. I had, I had. So anyway, let me rewind because I didn't finish my story about that section first. Oh. So okay. long story short. Uh, so yeah, the section right after the start is the one we just talked about. Then you turn in the big section before the loop. I never went three table over on the table off single. I was going, I just went table, or I went double in. I went single over table, single over table, uh, double in the corner. So it was a real wussy line, right? So like that was the biggest thing I needed to figure out coming into qualifying session two. I went, so the, la- the first lap that I was going to do it is the lap that I went over the bars. So I went, I did my, like, the kind of, like, you pick off the gate, 
whatever, and then you get set up, and as soon as you cross the finish line, you got your first lap. So that's the one I did. Turn, go around the uh, the first cor- corner, and I went double, table over two, triple in the corner, real smooth. Turn, I was going to go double, on, off, table over two into the corner. Okay. That was my plan. And I went double, on, and then I tried grabbing third on the off. Well, clearly that didn't happen because I was in second. My boot must have hit it down into neutral. So I was trying to go off a tabletop with zero, uh, you know, wheel traction, whatever, drive, zero drive, let's put it that way, because I was in neutral. So I went straight head over heels, nose picked it hard. I did a full front flip, landed, and then, yeah, that's when the bike was in the air and I was trying to crawl out of under it and just got completely clobbered. Yeah, we're we're me and Justin are watching it right now. Yeah, it looks good. Looks looks like yeah, it looks great, man. Yeah, that was good. Like, that was good footage. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you. Had yeah, enough, I'm glad you had enough sense to go back and pick up the GoPro though. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, it was super it was funny because they were definitely they were definitely making fun of you on the broadcast. They were like, "What's he got in his hand?" And they're like, "Oh, it's his phone or something." And then they're like, "Oh no, it's his no, GoPro." They're like, is it a watch? Or yeah, what? <laughs> they're like, "Oh, it's yeah. his GoPro." And D- DB's like, "Damn it, I could have got that." <laughs> can you? Can you, Kevin? Can you explain to people? For that, uh, how gnarly it was, and like, I didn't know that you didn't hit it at, at all. But like that triple in after the the second rhythm section, can you explain to people how gnarly that actually was, like in person to do it? Because we don't see a lot of sections nowadays, even with the factory two fifty fs, where these guys are having to stretch it to to hit the fast line. And even in the four so, fifties, you could tell they were they were struggling to really, get over it. Yeah, and honestly, like really, I didn't think it was going to be that hard, and I'm relatively good at getting jumps like so i could get up off of jumps i guess the best way to put it i'm a good jumper yep and so i knew i could get over it if i could get it clean but the problem is is by the time we get out there the 250s have it pretty good like whoever's the first 250 class that goes out is good but by the time 250 even 250a goes it's got to be pretty rough so like for one for those dudes getting it props to them and then two then you have 450a and all of those fast dudes are taking that main line yep. to get over it by the time we get out there it's like choppy and pretty deep rutted to the point where you're coming around a corner and if you make the slightest uh misjudgment like you're going off the track and you're not getting over that jump so that, that's that's honestly why i never end up getting it because you know coming around those corners and say it's choppy at that point like then you're ass ends kind of jumping and then you got to turn and just obviously like you said it was a pretty big jump you got to get everything you get under it to get over it so i was like i didn't think it was worth it more or less i wanted to get the uh the rhythm before that turn in tight charge over the two go on off table over two into the corner was going to be pretty similar than me like hesitating in the corner to try to make sure i could get that three in i guess the best way to put it so, I don't know, that was my thought process process behind it, but just that sheer triple out of the corner with all the ruts and all the lines, you got to be leaning the right way, and you got to get the right pop off of it. Yeah, dude, it's pretty damn gnarly. Well, there was absolutely no transition into that face either whatsoever. Yeah. So. Honestly, it was pretty flat. Like, it wasn't going, it wasn't sending you very far up. I thought it was, I mean, was that one of, uh, one of your favorite tracks of the year? I thought it was one of the most technical in the sense that it just, you know, me and Travis and Tom were talking about this. Like, yeah, everybody figured the main lines by the end of the night, but I think that that was one of the most technical tracks in the sense that it was mentally taxing because if you made one mistake, you blew the whole fast line, you know, and the bikes are so good nowadays. You see guys, especially the factory guys, 
oh, hey, you know, I clip it or hang the front wheel, whatever. I just, you know, roll on and stretch it a little bit and I can still get the fast line. But that track last night, if you mistimed anything, you blew the whole the whole section. Yeah, I would have to agree that, that was probably definitely the toughest track we've had all year. Uh, was it my favorite? Nope. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's part of it. Um, so the only reason why I didn't really like it is because, one, whenever you put some sort of sand section to Supercross, it just creates mayhem. Uh, it's tough to, like, focus and set up for the track and, like, race it like a Supercross track. Cause then you gotta, I mean, it's good for racing, it's good for, uh, you know, the fans and whatnot, it's good for action, but when it comes to just, like, you know, performance on a supercross track, kind of sucks that sand in it. Um, so that, that, um, and then, honestly, like, yeah, like you said, it's just technical, it's just honestly, and I'll be straight up too, is a little bit out of my, uh, comfort zone. For instance, like, you know, the rhythm before the supercross triple, so like, yep. going backwards, you got the finish line, you got the sand, you got supercross triple, and then the next rhythm, Yep. Going backwards, so the one that you go into right after the mechanics area. Yep. So that one you would go either inside or outside, and the inside trying to take that inside would always got so gnarly. Like it would kick your ass end left when you're trying to go up on the tabletop while you're turning left. So it would kick it. Yeah, it was just goofy. So then everybody would go um, off three, and then the, the obviously the top dudes were going three again single into the corner and that was uh that was kind of one i said to myself i was like yeah it's not really worth it right off the get-go because if you clip that it was so steep on the back side and then the next one was so steep the little single at the end oh you're going into so the corner <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you are going over the corner because you're going to go endo if you clipped it and then you're going to go over the bars onto the cement so I was like, mm, we're just going to double-double that. <laughs> good, good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah. So, which I knew I was plenty capable of getting into the night show fast enough, especially when I got that rhythm. Yeah. And then, which, I mean, shoot, dude, I even got in with having only one practice period. <laughs> so no free practice and no qualifying too because I destroyed myself in the first lap. But, uh, no, it's just part of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh what do you think about Daddy Webb there? You think he's got this wrapped up or what? Dude, I think he just, I think he does. As much as I want, I honestly, like, if I had to see anything too, I want Roxton to win it. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think Roxton's got enough for him. Ro- Roxton, extent, Roxton needs to know, park man. him just, once. Really, That's what needs to happen. Yeah, he does. I mean, he expects him to fuck with him too. Like, the way he did that at heat race is what needs to happen in the main event. Yeah. Well, Chase can't stay on two wheels long enough, so. Yeah, that's a fucking problem, too. So, what's what the, is? that Chase can't stay on two wheels during the main event long enough yeah. to do that? Yeah. Like, that's a big problem. So, uh, so what's what's the uh, two weeks off look like for you here, Bob? Oh, damn it. I was going to ask him the same question. Well, guess what? I got to it for um, you. So just a heads up, I'm boarding in about five minutes. Okay, but cool. um, um, no, I got uh, so like obviously my hand looks like an elephant right now. But uh, I think I'm going to see a hand specialist tomorrow. Um, Drew, my trainer in Tallahassee, uh, he also trains an orthopedic surgeon who just so happens to be a hand specialist. So I think he's going to try to sneak in with him tomorrow just to make sure that this is just fluid and everything, and it's nothing uh, more major than that. So I'll probably honestly take this next week off. Um, get on top of all my 
uh, Patreon stuff. And I got a couple cool things I'm getting ready to do with that with a bunch of giveaways and stuff like that to start pushing that. Then I think I'm going to do some testing uh, with Pirelli and get some riding in next, the week after that, and then the week after that as well before Atlanta. Sweet. Well, I was just going to see if uh, if you were going to do some outdoor testing with this time off. Probably not, if I'm being honest. Um, just as a sheer fact that it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know exactly what to say besides that. Just because I would rather get time on the 450 to get ready for Atlanta, um, because we'll have a few weeks in between Supercross and outdoors. Yeah, I think uh, it's like to, three weeks. Yeah, we have like three weeks when we usually have like a week. So um, honestly, like maybe I'll do longer stuff in the gym and whatnot, but I'm not gonna go change and ship out and change all my suspension and whatnot uh, to get a couple days of riding in. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Are you going 250 for outdoors? Uh, man, I have not made that decision. Honestly, <laughs> with the way I'm riding my 450, and depending on how many guys don't ride 450 outdoors that are riding 450 Supercross right now, uh, you'll probably end up seeing me on a 450. But I, I like it. 250 is not out of the question still, too. I like Kev on a 450. You can have a competitive bike, and you can be almost stuck. Yeah, honestly. Shit, we got a new motor now. Game on. Freshy, baby. How'd that go? What? Tell us the story. Tell the fans at home the story of how the engine stuff went after we okay. after we last talked on the show previously. All right, I got to get on the plane right after this. So long story short, um, yeah. So as soon as it blew up, went straight down to KTM, talked to Roger and Ian a little bit, and I was just like, "Hey guys, like I know I'm probably one of the only other KTM's in the main event right now on um, the 450." I was like, I showed him a video of what my bike sounded like. I was like, I don't know what's going on. It's not good though is there anything we can do or anything you guys can help with? And he pretty much said, only thing we can do, you need to get that motor out of the bike. You need to tear it apart. You need to let us know what uh, parts you need. He's like, I'm flying back to California tomorrow. Yeah, we can figure out what parts. We can figure out what parts you need and then um, uh, cut, try to ship them to you. So when I got all the whole motor apart and ended up being a whole transmission, cases were cracked too. He's like, oh boy, well, that's going to be very tough to get. And I was thinking at that point, I was like, even if I get these parts, like I don't know how to do this, and I don't really trust anybody around here to put this motor back together to me go race it. So I was like, <laughs> dude, like the only really way I'm going to do this is if I get a brand new motor. So then Ian's like, all right, I'll call you back in 30 minutes, no promises, whatever. Call me back. So they ended up having a, uh, a motor that I could purchase and pretty much said, he's like, if you want to do it, we can do it. And I was like, yep, we'll do it. Overnight it. Like, I need it because otherwise I'm not racing the forward date, so. That's how that worked out. <laughs> Way to go. And boom, it was in and we're off. So, all right, man, we'll have a safe flight. Yeah, and you went to the next race and everything went good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, well have, at least the bike ran. Have a good flight. And uh, thanks hey, for buddy. coming on. And uh, I will, uh, I'll be talking to you this week here. Make sure everything's cool with your hand and stuff. So. All righty. All right. Good. I thanks, it. bud. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Mr. Moran. Right. Nice job. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so Kevin Moran's everybody. Kevin did have a good point. I didn't even think about that fact that he is one of the only other KTMs in the 450 main. Well, yeah, duh. That's because their contingency fucking sucks. You know what? They should just gave it to him. Gave him the motor. I mean, I, I know that's that's not how the factories do things. The contingency was so weak last week. I couldn't fucking believe how oh. how how low it is. Oh boy, we 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 could we could do another podcast fully with all three of us talking about that shit because I have a lot to say about that as well. It's fucking. It's, it used to be better. 
it's fucking wild. And they like, wonder why guys can't fucking do this. It's, well, anymore. it's just wild that like the the biggest call it companies in the paddock there as far as or well, I don't know how you want to how you want to talk the, the the most whatever teams there with KTM and stuff, KTM Husky Gas Gas, and they pay four hundred fucking dollars, and you got to make the main to get fucking paid. Like, come on, seriously? Yeah, I I have a feeling that um. This summer is not going to be great for privateers. And then, and then it's like uh, you realize that Kawasaki pays me eight hundred dollars just to make the night show. Dude, the the it's the full of Cowies this year in, in the four hundred and fifty class. Because they pay eight hundred dollars. Oh, I know. If it's crazy. The night show. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. It I just mean, it just shows get? though when you always talk to privateers. Oh yeah, man, I love my bike. I love my bike. It's like motherfucker it has nothing to do with you liking that bike. It has whatever all. pays more. Don't give me that shit. Let's see. I can get this bike and get paid eight hundred dollars a night because I know I'll make the night show, not necessarily making the main. Or I can buy this bike and I won't make shit if I don't make the main. You know what I find laughable about that is their contingency is go so good, but yet they don't want to help out any other teams. Oh, that fucking drives me nuts. Too. <laughs> like that I don't shit understand makes that at no all. sense to me. No sense. These teams make. They, I can't. Oh, well, we need more outside sponsors, man. This is a this is a rant. We could go on a rant for an hour here about this. We won't. But we need more outside sponsors. We do. We need to be like Formula One. Well, we need. Yeah, there's a lot of. I have a lot of thoughts about this. By the way, Netflix plug. If you if both of you guys like watching Formula One, you should watch Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. I've watched part of the first season. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's, I love Formula One. I wish we were like them. I mean, dude. It, there's oh god don't get me started on this because you could go back to fucking feld going after the sponsors after the people pull them and then making them sign with feld too and all this bullshit like that and it's like you can't fucking do this the way the things are working shit can't happen yeah we could we could do another whole another podcast on that but anyways let's go back to 250s a little bit okay yeah back to 250s here um okay so uh we kind of talked the harrison smith thing yep how about Marchbanks crashing that first heat too? Twice. Like got caught up in the Harrison Smith thing and then goes down again and is just like, fuck it, I'll go ride the LCQ. Dude, there were a lot of guys mm-hmm. in that first heat that made it through that I didn't know who half of them were. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know who Kelvin Von Viel is. I don't know who the fuck that. And I normally am pretty good at knowing about the, like the overseas dudes. I saw that name and I'm like, who is this? Who is this kid? I don't know who this is. Who the fuck is this I guy? Like, I don't fucking know who this is. You know what's sad is? Is Calvin Fonviel, which great for him. That's awesome that he made the main. Yeah. And goddamn Jerry Robin. Can't make the fucking Can't main. make the freaking main. Jerry's going to Jerry, buddy. Is Jerry? Jerry's going to Jerry. Is Jerry one of the bigger disappointments as far as guys that should have been in the main every week? He's been spending too much time with Jeff uh, Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the problem. That's probably it. So. <laughs> Carson Mumford, though, is definitely my biggest disappointment. Huge. But you got to think about this. Somebody put it out there somewhere I was listening to, okay? He goes from, so Geico last year, outdoors, right? Yep. Pretty solid season. Consistent, what was he, top 10, top 12 guy, he whatever, was, outdoors? Yeah, he was top 10 for the most part. Yeah, so consistent guy. But he goes from Geico, where he is basically just one of the dudes on the team. Let's okay? be real. He was, he was the least looked at yeah. on that team. Well, Joe, I mean, it's Joe Schmota could be arguing. Well, no, no. That. I mean, as far as like, hey, we expect you to do something because yeah. it was your rookie year. Yeah, but he goes from that to now it's his first year in Supercross, and then you got this team that basically is, I mean, he's the guy. Let's face it. Even though he hasn't gotten any results, and Cody Shock is basically putting it to him, uh, I mean, he he's looked at as the guy for that team. So now all of a sudden there's pressure. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't perform well under pressure. 
If they go outdoors, that's a problem. If they go outdoors with that team, which I don't know if that's been even talked about yet, but I know that Michael Lindsay has talked about it in the past, and Cody Shock's on a 250F, Mumford's years are going to get a whole lot worse because I think Cody Shock is going to spank him. Could be. Yeah. I Cody mean, Shock I, is. I don't know anything about any. Cody of that. Shock is legit. Like I th- like I think that if you talk as far as biggest steps, Cody Shock has made the biggest because I don't think he was even making mains last year. Nah, he was he was a bubble guy. I remember picking him a couple times. And now like, he's top ten in points, right? He's top ten in points. Maybe. I think he's like ninth. That's that's legit. Like yeah. he's riding good. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. he is. But um, dude, I mean, did you watch any of those Mumford vlogs? You watch those? I ones? haven't watched the since Supercross started, but I was watching them during I was preseason. Say, you watch the preseason ones, dude. He looks good on that bike. But see, here's the thing, though, and and I know that you guys talked about this in one of the episodes. You got to think though, a lot of those videos were shot at his house. Well, yeah, and that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, and I'm not knocking Carson Mumford. I think he's a talented dude, but Carson has not really lived up to the hype a lot since he went to a big bike. Yeah. He didn't really win any championships other than I think he won one B stock title. And he hasn't really done anything since he got on a big bike. Like, he was a great, great mini rider. Won a lot of championships on that 150, all this and that. Yeah. But he's not really performed to – everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing, and he hasn't really. Like, I, I think – Is this his first Supercross season? Yeah. Yes, yep. Because he just raced outdoors as a, as a rookie. I think he looks good. I'm just waiting to see the results. Yeah, I think he looks good, too. I think that he has got a lot of natural talent. I think his outright speed, like for one, two lap heaters, he's really good. I just mean in the sense that we've all been hearing about Carson Mumford. It's kind of like the Ryder Francesco thing. Like He had all this hype on him as a kid because he did so well at a young age, and he hasn't really – I mean, dude, his last year in A-class, like Joe Schmota beat him down. Pierce Brown beat him down. Jet Lawrence obviously beat him down. Like He didn't really do much. And I just, I think that more people should talk about Cody Shock. I really do. Because, I mean, Cody Shock has actually been, like, putting it in the mains, getting top tens. And what's Carson done? 15th? Yeah. yeah. But it, then again, you got to look at Cody yeah. Shock, too. He's got no pressure because he's not looked at as the guy on that team. Well, he's not even a 250 guy, if you really think about it. He's yeah. a 450 guy. Yeah. And so, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. And it's not his rookie year either, so. No. It's, it's an apples to oranges comparison. Yeah. I just think that eventually, though, Carson, if he doesn't start doing something, people are going to stop caring about what his name, you know, his name. Well, he did at least, he has at least made the last couple mains. Yeah. So that's positive. I'll tell you what, though, you know, and I said this the last time we did one after Orlando one or two, it was. Yeah. I can't shit on Jaleek Swole anymore. <laughs> can't no, do it. you can't. I can't do it, man. He's solid this I can't, year. He is good, man. I don't know what Timmy Ferry has been doing, but he is not. Whatever sort of drugs they're pumping in, okay. Him is working. All right, that's not nice. Maybe something from his dad. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I need to ask you guys something right now. It's not really with motocross, so. Oh boy, here I, we go. So I've been, I've had a uh, a jet that I got for like five hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks or something. It's really nice. Uh, that I actually had paid for with another jet that I got for long story short. Anyway. So I have this, this jet ski, and I'm trying to free up some capital for my business right now to expand. So I listed this jet ski, which is actually broken, but it's, it's a really nice jet ski, for $2,700. And it's if it was in nice shape, I'd say it's 5500 And it's not, you know, it, even if broken, I probably could get thirty-five or a little bit more than that for, for this used, used boat. So I listed it for 2700 just before I talked to you guys on the phone. And since then, 
I've gotten over 50 contact about it. That a boy. Would nice. you guys take it off? Would you guys take it off and relist it for like 3,200, or would you just sell it and call the day? No way. I'd just sell that bitch and get get the fuck on with my life. Yeah, I'd take the money. If I if I knew what I want, now don't get me wrong, I wouldn't come down to my price at all selling it. They would show up and I'd be like, you're going to put $2,700 in my hand or you're not going to fucking walk away with the jet ski because I got 49 other people in line behind you. And I also would be like telling everyone like, well, it's the first person that shows up with cash. <laughs> I'd take the money. Yeah, that's basically where I'm at, but I'm, I'm not even two hours in. I've got like 50 hits from not even in the state. So I'm like, shit, should I? Am I trying to move this thing too fast where I can probably get one of those, those has bozos to bid against another one of them? Yeah. I, nah, I, okay, you guys are saying go for it. Bring, bring them green back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take take the 20 set. Because, okay, so what happens? You take it offline. You list it for more. You get nothing. I mean, yeah, then you could go back and do it. But then people, like, say 20 of those people that are hitting you up right now are paying attention going, well, this guy took it off, listed it again for more, and now it's back on for less. Like, ah, come on, man. And then they're going to be pissed. I would normally... Yeah, I would normally fix it up and get the full fifty five hundred out of it. But I'm fixing to make some moves like this week, so yeah. fuck all that work. Just let's go. Yeah, no, nah, I would just I'd take the money. Yeah. Take the money and run. So, all right, back to fifty talk. But Jaleek Swole, though, I oh, mean, yeah. dude, that's he's had a damn good season now, and I think he's what in fifth or sixth in the points. Yeah. Um. So that makes me really confident for him going into outdoors. Because I think that he was going to need that because obviously this is the last year of his contract and how good Styles Robertson is. Yeah. And especially going into outdoors and what Robertson did in the small time that he raced outdoors. I think that this is this is good for Jalik. I think that if he continues up for the, la- the last four rounds and he has a good outdoors, there's no reason they can't re-sign that kid. Like, he's doing better than I think anybody expected. Because let's be real, last year at Supercross was rough. What if the team's not there next year? Why wouldn't the team be there next year? You haven't you heard that? I've heard the Rockstar thing is yeah. Rockstar's leaving, but I don't see Husky not having a team. The, you know, the only 450 guy they've signed so far is Sacco. Yeah, He's are a, you talking? Are you so? So wait a minute. You're are you talking about the fact that it's Rock, Rockstar Husky or Husky in general? Because um, Husky, I can't see not having a team with all their success. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Husky will have a team, but if they don't have Rockstar, what's it going to be? KTM will figure out a way to keep them racing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just you talking I'm not about a structured specific is how it's name structured, of the yeah. team. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, are they going to go to literally one and one? Or well, here's the thing: there's no way that they don't keep. And like I said, I don't get a chance to listen to the podcast shit. So that's I knew the Rockstar thing. I didn't know that with Hut, you know, Husky being in trouble with you know what they were going to do. There's no way that they don't resign Jason Anderson in some sense. Yeah. The 250 team though, disbanding that. Bobby Hewitt. <laughs> Man, I I Bring think people. Bobby Let's do this. I think people would love to know where Bobby Hewitt's at right now. <laughs> yeah, he's making another team. That's where Ando's going. Well, he's uh he's got a whole lot of money. He's, um, he's making another team. I like Bobby Hewitt. Um, I would put him and uh, and Marvin Muskan on Bobby Hewitt's team. That'd be interesting. That would be an interesting thing. Well, the thing is, if it's up to Bobby Hewitt though, like if it's all his say, he would have like ten two fifty dudes. Because if anybody remembers him from the extreme. Uh, Team Extreme Cowie days back in, you know, 06, 07. We had like 35 guys riding for him at once. Yeah, it's fine. Um, It'd be like the star Yamaha. Man, if we keep losing more of these these teams, and that's a – because the 450 team is going to be there no matter what. But the 250 team, if that's the case, would have a real problem coming back. Yeah. Man, we can't – this is not going to be good for a lot of these 250 kids up and coming. 
Like, where are they going to go? God, you're really going to make me rant tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I don't want it. Oh, my God. You and me haven't done a show in a while. Oh, my God. So here's the... So where are we going? Gas, gas? No, well, we can talk about the fucking gas, gas situation. So here's the thing with these fucking OEMs right now, okay? <laughs> Number one, how the fuck can you not afford teams this year, okay? Yeah. How can you not afford it? You just had the biggest fucking year of your lives in 2020. You sold fucking everything. Trust me. I know. I tried to buy half of it. Yep. And I couldn't fucking do it because it wasn't there. And now you can't shell out. Now we got ten grand now. I was going to say, and now you can't shell out fucking money. Dude. I took so I, Tom. I don't know if you were on earlier, but anyway, I took the P dub over to Scott, right, to do to fix the kid's P dub for me. He's telling me that he's yep. got dudes calling him that are trying to buy literally every single thing for their P dub racers to have on the shelf. He had a guy call him yesterday, wanted two cranks just to put on the shelf, just in case for this year. I mean, he's talking. He's talking about like dudes ordering like. 20 fucking clutch springs for a PW and he's like I don't I don't know why you would need more than 4 like even if you're riding every day you shouldn't go through more than 4 so you can't tell me these OEMs don't have fucking money at this point well I think this goes back to what Wygant was talking about at Thunder Valley during outdoors that I think that these teams are starting to realize that they don't need to go racing to prove to like to sell their product. Great, then that's it. Then we need to have a fundamental shift in the way it needs the to be like NAS- It needs to be like NASCAR and sure Formula does. One. Hundred percent. And that's the thing, and you know, and that's why I say like we don't do things. This and obviously we don't have as much money as like NASCAR and Formula One. But that's the thing is like Formula One. None of those teams are funded by the manufacturers. Yeah, they're all funded by private owners. Like Gene Haas Racing. He almost disbanded his team because he didn't want to keep money, and he basically told his team principal, hey, you better go find $10 million or we're not doing this anymore yep. because they don't get – like, that's the thing. People, if anybody in the comments watches Formula 1, they'll be like, oh, what about Aston Martin? Like, you see it on the Mercedes. It's like, that's who they get their engines from. It's yeah. not who they get their cars from. We just need to go private owners. Like, yeah. that's the thing because eventually it's going to get rid of the point that I don't think you're going to see OEMs backing – no. Doing this anymore. Because no. they realize after this year, like you just said, greatest year on record or however many years, they don't need to go racing anymore to make money. Great. They don't go racing. Just sell the shit like KTM does. Just sell the shit to private teams. Don't have OEM teams. But I also think that that needs to, I think that needs to, I honestly think that that needs to be a top down rule. What do you mean? Like, I think that in order for this to work, you're going to have to have like the AMA. Or Feld or somebody come in and say, "Look, we don't want OEM teams anymore. We want all private ownership teams." Isn't NASCAR pretty much pretty much NASCAR is kind of going that way? I think with I a lot of I don't think there is any OEM teams in NASCAR I think f- anymore. I think I, Ford might. No, I don't. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I thought those were all private. I think the th- I think the thing is is that even though we've That's gotten so weird to me, what planet are we on? Yeah, like I think the thing is is that even though because our sport has gotten bigger over the last 10 years we're still relatively one of the smaller motorsports compared to other things I want to hear the best idea that what? i heard the other day what courtesy of david villeman what? on how to grow the sport oh boy you need to put the shit the races live for free on youtube yes 100 percent. because you can go find anything else race car rise for free yep yeah. He's like, he's like, this peacock stuff is bullshit. Like, don't get me wrong, I got it. Like, whatever, you know, as we all do, we pay our five dollars a month, whatever. But, dude, who the fuck even knows what peacock is? Yeah, here's I, the problem: you're just lost well, in the shuffle. There's no chance they're gonna do that when the NFL just signed a deal for ten billion a year. There's no chance. Yeah, did you see that? that? The promoters are gonna they have just re-up a free with broadcast. Disney? NFL and Disney. 
to have the Super Bowl on ESPN or ABC. Oh, Jesus Christ. But the thing is, is that motocross, what I was getting at is, is that our sport, we still have a tendency to think the old way. Like, we don't want to advance. We're like, oh, we want to do this, this, and this. We want to get bigger. We want to get bigger. But yet, we're still trying to act like this is 1995. We, we want to be on TV. Who the fuck gives a... Nothing. Fake, who watches TV? Yeah, nobody... Everything is streaming, and that's, you know, in the, in the Peacock thing, and it goes back to that, but it's like they're still the higher-up people, whether it be Feld or the AMA or the FIM. Well, actually, if you really think about it, the GPs, their shit isn't on TV. It's just with MXGP TV. That's yep. it. They had, they used to have Sky Sports, not on Sky Sports anymore. It was on BEIN, not on, it's literally just streaming. Is it on CBS Sports Network either anymore? I think that they're going to be gone after this year. Okay, this is their last year. I'm pretty sure doing it. That we still are stuck in the old way of thinking. This is not 1995 anymore. It's like people know what motocross is. People in 1995 didn't fucking know what motocross was half the time. Yeah. Now the average person knows. Thank you, Jeremy McGrath. Exactly. Now people know what motocross is. They know what supercross is they need to stop being stuck in the old way of thinking because if you compare us to other motorsports, it's pathetic. Uh-huh. It is absolutely pathetic. It's like we look at we look at Ken Roxon, who I think we can safely say, at least in this country, is the highest paid athlete in our sport, right? Yeah. Okay, so how much would you guys think that with sponsorship? Though that's what I mean. Who, If you were to guess, Tom, who do you think would be higher than Ken? In this, in this country, not in the GPs. Oh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I wonder about this stuff all the time. So, so That's what I, I, say, is he? I was wondering. I would, th- I would think he is because he knows how to market himself. He's got to be pretty good. So, how much do we think that he probably at the end of the year nets with all of his sponsors and you know money and shit like that? Um, you think it's over twenty five mil, twenty mil? Oh, I don't know. A year? Well, I know. I, with not so just Honda. I heard, so I heard his Honda contract was two mil. So we'll start at two mil. Okay, then you have Red Bull. Red Bull's got to be. <sighs> Red Bull's big. All those ones. Let's just lump all those together. Okay. Yeah. Then you have Fox. Yep. You have his watch company that he's got. Yep. He's got a big deal with them. He's got other ath- athlete wear shit that he has stuff with. Yep. So all of his winnings. Mm-hmm. Some what? Maybe 15, 20 mil, right? Maybe. I don't think you're wrong by going there. And that's just for the motocross. So. Okay. Yeah. So we look at that and we go, oh shit, that's really, really good. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton last year made $195 million. Uh huh. Boy, is that bizarre or what? Uh, are you fucking kidding the money me? Money that is in Formula One doesn't make any sense in, in even the low level dudes. Like any way that American sports work is like absolutely a different planet. Even the low level dudes in Formula One, guys like fucking Lance Stroll, his dad owns their team. But Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, fucking George Russell, those dudes are still what Ken Roxon makes. That's chump change to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how in the hell are we now a global sport? And we're looking at our guys, our top guys are making what fucking back-end dudes in other motorsports make. Well, and I don't I get mean, me wrong, $20 million is an ass load of money to people like all, us three. Yeah. But to the to other motorsports, dude, that ain't shit. Yeah. That's pathetic. And I know we're getting on a rant, but it's like, it's disgusting mm-hmm. the way our I'm guys are treated. I'm curious how it's backed up against the GP guys. I'm really curious about that. I think, I think Hurlings and Cairoli probably make... I'm going to say that Hurlings probably actually makes more than that. I heard Hurlings deal with KTM last time he signed was like $4 million bucks a year. Oh, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. And he's got so much other shit going on. I got pee. You guys keep going. So, like, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, Tom. It's just, it's just ridiculous that our guys don't make, they make peanuts compared to other motorsports. Me, personally, I think that uh, my view on this is not so much that they make too much. I think, like, Lewis Hamilton guys, 
it doesn't make any logical sense how they make their money, right? But yeah. so I look at the motocross guys and I say, sounds good, 20, 20 million bucks a year. I say that all of our guys that make the mains or even close to that should be way higher. Like, yeah, there's no floor. There's no, there's nothing like any other sport. The NHL, for example, there's a league minimum and things like that that keep guys making decent money. Well, it doesn't work that way at all with our sport. I think that's something that I'd like to see change first rather than more high-end money for the for the top guy. I think it should be across the board. Say Kevin Moran is, is making a bunch of, you know, TV time and doing some noise. I think you're making like half a million bucks off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's another thing too is, is like you look at our guys, our privateers and stuff, and it's like, you know, this is what they want to do for a living. They're out there. They're risking their lives. They're doing this and that. They're showing up, paying their money. And it's like, even if you look at like them compared to other motorsports of what their version of a privateer would be, and our guys are literally paying to go racing, where you look at other guys that would be considered a privateer in motorsports, and those dudes are making more money than half of our factory guys are making. Yeah, uh, that's... that's. And they don't have their lives, their lives on the line like our guys do. Exactly. That is that is one thing I have to say. It's like, okay, so you want to compare like Formula One to us, okay, which is, it's a huge jump. Or it is. But it's like, okay... I can't go buy a Formula One car no. at the local dealership and show up at the race next week and be like, no. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm man. I got it. it. You know? So where that's like, that's like one of the things that, about our sport, and that's one of the cool things. But then again, that's where it goes back into, okay, the trickle-down effect. Okay, yeah. If we can grow and make, and again, this is some uh, th- topic we could beat to death, basically, and everyone has, of if we can grow the top end, it trickles down. So then you get into, say, like Arena Cross. And you get like Kyle Peters, who like okay, cool, like he's you know could make a living racing arena cross type deal. So yeah, Bowers used to. Yeah, yeah, that was back when it was Amsoil Arena Cross, and now you're running this kicker arena cross thing, which is just- which which is sad too because like that's the thing is is like Peters has to do all this different shit just to be able to make it through the year. Yeah, and I know people, you know, some people are like, well, you know, that's just part of life, and this, is, but like it's that's the thing, that's the thing, guys, like this is their job. This yeah. is how they make 20 their money. It's the craziest thing ever. He went twenty and zero and says he made less than fifty k, which is ridiculous because Bowers. I think the year that he won the Buku, well, they almost didn't pay him. That actually went to court. But I think the year <laughs> he won the Buku title, I think he went hundred grand. Yeah, I think he ended up with hundred grand. Which yeah, it's like, bizarre to me that it could be anywhere near fifty grand. Maybe yeah. he takes home fifty grand after he spent hundred grand. Yeah, no I'm way sure. he would twenty zero and don't I, bring in fifty. I have, I have no idea. I'll try to get him on at some point. And we can, we can ask him off the record, but... It's just pathetic that our guys were still at this point that they're paying to go... They're paying to go make a livelihood. Yeah. Like, that doesn't... <laughs> I mean, you got Bobby Pizza sleeping in his van at the race. I mean, dude, it's it's pathetic. It, it's... Well, like, look, here's what we need to do, boys. We need to make some calls. We get some investors. We buy Supercross. And then we make it better. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Be great. I think it's a good idea. Tom, you in on this? <laughs> you know, we just gotta get one of those uh, the new recreational marijuana brands to be able to be the title sponsor, and it'll be the easiest money we ever made. I mean, fuck! Somebody just call Lewis Hamilton, tell him to peel us off Jeez. fifty million bucks. There, I mean, he fucking cleared that in a se- in a year anyway. Yeah, dude, it's, it's easy. I mean, Ricardo tell him, probably would be more. Tell him to peel us off fifty Ricardo million bucks, or, and we'll be good. Uh, or Valentino Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mar- Mar- uh, Marquez. Yeah. You know, he probably had fuck it. That's another thing, too. Like the MotoGP guys. 
I don't I don't know. I don't pay attention to that as much. So that'd be a better question for you, Travis. But like those guys, they're making way more money than our guys are too. I, yeah, I have zero idea on that. But like Valentino Rossi. Life. But yeah, but they make oh, oh yeah. Stuff. Like Rossi's probably made made an insane amount of money okay. in his career. Just look at Rossi's house and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got that huge moto flat track road course oh, yeah. thing at his house that everybody goes to. I mean, you just look at that and you go, okay, that guy's not hurting. He's not paying to go racing. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't. Don't even live in this fucking country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I like I said, it's, it's fundamentally broke at this point, and it's fucking wild. But until we riders' union. No, it's not even a riders' need union to go back case. to that days. It's not. It has to, dude. It's got to start from the top down. Like you have to get someone into the promoter role who can make shit happen. Which is why I'm super sad. Of like, um. Who's that guy? Who are the, uh, who's the guy that, or what is it? Washerman Group or whatever? No, Washerman Group. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. agents or whatever. Yeah. Whoever the guy was that was on Pulp, I don't know, in the last six months or something, talking about like, yeah, dude, we tried to buy Supercross. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, and it's like, dude, why couldn't somebody like that get a hold of it that knows and has these connections? Because, I mean, they, they do their agents for every, I mean, like Tiger Woods, shit like that, okay? So they have the connections <laughs> to like, yeah. once they got a hold of the series... We can make some moves. We can make. I mean, they were talking like, dude. They were like, we don't have to do anything different, and we can up the payout by a million bucks or something. You know who would have been the guy to start the change? And they still would have made money. But they, but they basically told him to go fuck off because CBD wasn't cool at the time. Dan Blazarian. Dan fucking Blazarian. (laughs) Well, I hate that guy so much. But you want to talk about a guy that has a lot of money that's dumb that just throws shit around? Well, I mean, I. I've heard some things that he's not doing so hot nowadays. Oh, well, no, it probably it's because he spent it on strippers and cocaine, but that's hard, but whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, God, we could go about this topic for fucking hours because it's just so fundamentally broken and needs to be fixed. And it's like, yeah, we could fix it and we could put this out there. I mean, dude, how much is it to get a broadcast team in to broadcast on YouTube? Do you think that's a good question? I mean, what do you think you're looking at? Depending on who you got. Half, half a million. Half How much million. does it cost to produce Supercross? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like to like say say they wanted to go that route. They wanted to live stream YouTube in HD, blast it out all over the place. Do it for free. Fuck, you could even do YouTube Premium and make people pay to do it. But at least you have it on a platform that everybody fucking knows about. And then Man. on and then on top I'm of that, and then on top of that, you could umbrella riders in there. So that you could have all of these vlog channels. You mean for Supercross or for Supercross and Outdoors? I'm talking, let's just, just, let's just stick with Supercross for right now. If I Out, Outdoors would be more tricky because the tracks don't have the yeah, internet With where you're at. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess that probably... Could do it for half a million bucks a round, do you think? Uh, yeah, I bet so. I bet probably 500k a round. You could do, I it just depends on who you plan on, though, having because then you got to talk around, about yeah, I mean, who you're going to have announce it. You know who's going to be on there because you got to have somebody with personality and shit like that. Yeah, you know somebody not named fucking Todd Harris. <laughs> I mean, at least he's excited. I like Todd Harris a lot. I used to like Todd Harris and Cameron Steele back in the day, but I really like Lee Diffie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I Cameron love Lee Steele Diffie. and Denny Denny uh, Stevenson. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What about what about Rutledge Wood? Fuck that guy. I hate that guy. Oh man, go back and <laughs> go back and listen to his interview Jesus. on Pulp the other day, and listen to him and DV start going at it. Dude, every time he was on, I just fucking turned the sound down because I've watched him during like NASCAR shit. Yeah, and even like when he did the Kentucky Derby, I'm like, dude, no, you're just 
no. Well, stop it. Well, Tom doesn't like him either, but he cool guyed Tom, so that's why Tom doesn't like him. He yeah. cool guy. He cool guyed you. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, you gotta go back and listen to the previous episode to get the whole story. But long story short, I was <laughs> reached out to him, and he was so cool with me in a couple different ways. So whatever. Yeah. Well, they're go dickheads. back to not not doing our broadcast, and we'll just call it that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, too, he reaches. So I didn't realize how many different things he had going on. He was on Top Gear for a so, while. Top Gear. He had Flores Lava, which I guess was the huge thing on Netflix after the old Tiger King thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, so Never we're talking it. like some big, big stuff. You know, it's not like it's not like when they bring in some of these other NASCAR people that are just, you know, big in NASCAR or whatever. Like, this guy's got some reach in some different places. And he actually is a fan, from what I understand. He's just dumb. I mean, he just plays the part he's supposed to play. Now, I did like, okay, and me and Tom talked about this, but... This is relevant because of you know him being on pulp this week or whatever. I did like the segments he did last week. You mean the flagger segment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How? I mean, we all kind of know that the flaggers are mostly volunteers. Okay. Yep. Did you have any idea though? Like, like I mean, the normal person obviously doesn't, and people who are just getting in, they probably have zero idea. It's not something that we talk about ever. No. Okay. We shit on them more than anything. Yeah, exactly. All we do is shit on the flaggers. So who so who knew that, oh, this is just a normal person off the fucking street that was like, hey, I want to fucking flag a supercross or whatever, or, you know, whatever, just need a job for the night, whatever. You know, so, okay, cool. That's interesting. And then you get, okay, at the end, hey, if you want to do this, this is where you go to fucking sign up to do it. I mean, cool. All right, that's cool. And then the pit board thing. And I brought this up with Tom last week because we talked about it on the show. Okay. We all know about pit boards. Mm-hmm. We're in the sport, okay? And they're always talking about with the broadcast, they're trying to get to these normal people or the new casual people. Fan. Yeah. Do you think the casual Normie. fan has any idea that we still use a technology from the 19-fucking-70s <laughs> to talk to our riders? I mean, dude, seriously, in 2021... We don't have radio communication. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You, I mean, normal people probably don't fucking know that. And they probably see the guy standing on the side of the track and go, who the fuck are these guys? Dude, I remember a long time ago uh, they were t- when they were talking about doing the radio communication thing. And I can't remember what team it was. It was at a national and they tried it and they got caught. And they got, they got in so much fucking trouble. Oh, I, totally, I totally think it should be a thing. Yeah, but the thing is, too, and it'd be a lot different, obviously, riding a dirt bike. But, like, if you – and I just – Formula One is my comparison because I love Formula One. You look at a lot of those guys, though, and half the time they're telling their radio communication people to shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, that's a thing. Like there was there was a segment at the end of the Formula One thing on Netflix where this guy was in fourth and his his guy was telling him one lap to go, so and so, and the guy goes, "Shut the fuck up." He he um, literally told his radio communication guy to just stop talking to him. All I'm saying is there's a lot of chatter out there on the podcast about this radio communication thing, and JT literally said that if. If Feld or whatever, AMA, whatever, told him, yeah, we want to do this at the next race. And this was like a race where it was like Saturday and Saturday. He's like, I could have all every fucking guy in the line with radio communication. You know who wished he had radio communication? And then and then even he said after that, he's like, dude, I had multiple companies reach out to me and be like, well, if they want to do this, we'll do it right now. You know who wishes he would have had radio communication back <laughs> in the day? Who? Joey Savacci. Because <laughs> then he would he would have known that Zach Osborne was yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That also, though, if you think about it, that also would completely change the way guys race. Yeah. Like, if you have, if you you have, have an idea. Spotter, or, yeah. If you have a spotter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you literally have a guy talking to you. Like, yeah, you have a guy talking to you right now. Like, you last lap, and you're, you know, going to round again, a, Yeah. There's another You're going to round a 180, and you have a dude's go, and your guy goes, hey, man, don't leave the door open because he's half a bike cling behind you. 
Like that completely would change the dynamic. Can you can you imagine the money you would make just off just off the fans period right now? If you had it like Formula One, mm. where you had a GoPro on every fucking guy that you could pull up that live stream and you could listen to what listen to your favorite rider. Oh man, listen to you, listen just to like Kenny saying anything. For, just like you do oh, with yeah. Formula One. Oh yeah, they they do that for the Formula like their That's their social idea. media. They pull up like, hey, this is what this guy's and, saying. And again, there is a premium pass option right there. You think that the Ken Roxon or Eli Tomac fans wouldn't fucking be all about like, hey, I want to know what my guy is 100%. saying? Are you I mean, kidding me? I mean, dude, how much? You know, on last week's. Uh, on Wednesday, so we had talked about how we wanted to talk to Kevin about this today. Because it's something that's kind of sensitive with the time we're in right now with uh, with our sport, right? So for the development and for kind of the different kind of cheating, I guess you will, being able to talk to somebody on the radio on the racetrack. Yep. But it's whether you like it or not, this is the transition part, right? So it's it's a morality thing, if you will, for the, for the racing. Like for me, I actually would like it because... I'm a shit talker when I'm racing. Like I don't race now. I'm retired. But like when I was racing, and even now as a hockey player, like I talk shit to people the whole race. And then uh, when I'm coming up on the inside of somebody, whatever, I'll yell at them and stuff just to mess with them. So you always hear that stuff, especially like Cooper Webb and Barsha. Race, that would be great TV. Justin Barsha, are you kidding oh, me? Barsha. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be great. And again, you can do it. You can do it with Formula One. And you know who, honestly, like there's a lot of companies that I think would, you know, with not even outside companies within this industry that would be all about it. Yeah, you know, there's got there were there like what is it? Um, well, like I said, how many? Tom, oh, Jason Thomas said he had multiple companies. I'm fucking. I'm forgetting. LitPro. LitPro. Yeah. I guarantee LitPro would be one of the first people within why, this industry to do it. Why can't we have LitPro on everybody too, so we can see? Yeah, we got all this information of where our RPM yeah. is. Where are, we have wheel speed analytics. sensors. Like we have all these analytics now for dirt bikes. Why the hell do we not have the same thing? Because that's the thing too is, and you know, Tom, you know, when you're going to a race and you're a mechanic. At least for outdoors, some of the spots are fucking terrible. You you have no idea what your rider's doing unless yeah. someone unless you have another spotter that you're talking to. But still, the same sense, it'd be great to be able to have an idea of telling your guy like, "Hey, this, this, and this." So oh, so yeah. so again, though, I'll point. And if you had the everybody had a camera on and stuff. You would be able to watch that live from the mechanic area. When you're in the mechanic area, for fans at home, when you watch the guys going by the mechanic area, especially let's just talk about outdoors for this example. If, if you're in the mechanic area and you're running the pit board, generally it's just the mechanic and the general manager or the, the manager of the team is up in the tower. Well, when you're in the, when you're in the, the mechanics area, you have tents above you and you have little TVs that show the TV feed. So whatever they're seeing on TV and they show like the live timing. So that's all you really have to go off of besides what whoever could be talking to you in your headset is saying. So with having every rider having a GoPro and have it like selectable feed or whatever, like we're talking about for a mechanic would be an advantage also, also, especially if it's tied into the lip, so a huge advantage. And here's the thing. It would cost nothing. Dude, These companies would love to get I think their logo it, I, on. I think it'd be so great. Cause like I said, just as far, just not even talking about the money side, but just as a fan, the racing dynamic, it would change. Cause are you, I'll go for instance, 2010, Justin Barsha's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Ripping the whole shot at Glen Helen. Yep. Ripping both starts. You think as a rookie that he would have liked to known where Ryan Dungey and Christoph Porcel and Brett Metcalf and Trey Kennard are at on the track when he's a rookie ripping the holy, his heart rate is 210, and he's freaking out, and he has one spot on the track for his mechanic. Now, I don't think the race would have changed because of the fact that he was a rookie. He blew himself up in the first 20 minutes. But do you think how much that would have changed maybe in a, a spot 
if his mechanic could have told him, oh, hey, five seconds, five seconds to Dungy, three seconds behind him to Rattray. It could have changed the way he went out and rode that race for the next 15 minutes. Dude, it would completely change the dynamic of how racers go about doing their motos. They'd be able to be, or like I said, you're in a championship. Joey Savacci, same thing. He talked about his mechanic that year. There was some miscommunication. You think you would have loved to have his guy tell him, hey, Zacco, three yeah. seconds back, three yeah. seconds back, closing. He's a second a lap. Fa- Instead of trying to write a whole fucking essay on a little whiteboard, being able to tell him, be analytical with him, yeah. hey, man, he's gaining a second and a half a lap on you. Yep. I it just, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's ridiculous we don't have it. It's it's stupid. It, it, the whole thing's just dumb. It's just dumb. And then... And then, oh man, God, I'm just ranting here about shit because it's like they yeah, eventually we're gonna have to get back to the. Oh t- my God! <laughs> and then you go, and then you go even farther into that, and they're fucking freaking out over these guys having their fucking their YouTube channels and stuff, and it's like you don't understand. That's how they we make them. want this. AJ Catanzaro, McAdoo's got one now. Let me let me ask you this: Have any of you not watched the Red Bull Moto Spy series this year because there's all these uh, all these YouTube channels now that all these guys are doing? Dude, <laughs> because I watch it all. I yeah, watch it all. Ma- like I said, McAdoo's got his. Mumford has his. I haven't seen McAdoo's. McAdoo's been off a little McAdoo's bit. McAdoo's is here, new, but, but he's got one. Obviously, you got Cat and Zero. You got A Rays. Yeah. I haven't watched um, A Rays. I've watched Anstey's a few. Anstey's. I'm really into the A Mart and the Cat. Right uh, now. Yeah, A Mart's is really good. Uh, who else? Um, there's a couple other 250 guys, but dude, now even in the GPs, there's Jeep D- Nico Nikkei Theory. He's got his. Okay. Uh, and now even the GP guys are doing it. They're, yeah. they're doing their vlogs. Yeah. They, I mean, and, and actually... It's all about the content. And then and then again, if, you, if you're Feld or whoever the promoter is, and you put this series on and you do behind the scenes, a big behind, big production behind the scenes. So like the F1 does, the whatever the hell the Netflix thing yep, is. Tribe to survive. So you do that main series. You give them all their own camera guy where you can use all of that footage too in your main series. And then you just go, okay, cool. So now we have literally a guy and everyone mic'd up. We have all the telemetry data. We have the onboard data. We have all of this shit going on. Then you cut them in for a profit share too. All of the all the riders. Hey, you guys are going to get X amount because we're putting out this much content on YouTube. We're making this much money, basically. You know, this is what we're going to pay you guys. And I mean, dude, it's a win, win, win for everyone. But then again, you have these non-forward thinking people controlling the series and here we are see the thing is too is like you look at the gps and the way that those guys do things over there is a little bit different because this factory ktm rider is named mattia guadagnini he just signed a contract yeah he's an italian he's a he's fast uh he just signed a contract with the with the carly ktm and he vlogged a whole entire day training with tony cairoli sick you think that that shit nowadays would be able you'd be able to do that at Eldon's house without his permission? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's not get started on all. Exactly. That. <laughs> so, but that's that's my point though is is that they over there don't give a shit. They're like, oh yeah, hell yeah, we don't give yeah. a shit. He vlogged a whole entire day training with Tony Cairoli. Yep. That would not happen here. No. That would not. Do you think if somebody went up, hey man, I want to I want to vlog a whole day with Eli Tomac? No, sorry, can't do that. Speaking of the uh, <laughs> speaking of the interesting vlog stuff though. Have you watched the latest episode of Moto Spy? No, I haven't got a chance to. So, uh, Barsha is training at Moto Sandbox with Kenny? Yeah, I've seen that. Which is interesting. And then he went over to Baker's one day. Oh, boy. That's... Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of when the episode... That's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie to you. I, that That's a little weird. But I was, I was like super interested because I was like, 
huh. So he's training at Moto Sandbox with Kenny and then over here. And they're like filming like Kenny and him in the shop, like talking like, oh, yeah, man. Which Kenny's is funny because like, I'll send you. I'll send you locations for this shit, blah, blah, blah. Which is blah, funny because him and Kenny have never really liked each other. Yeah, well, that, that was that's what I thought, too. Super interesting. Hmm. So, um, okay. <laughs> Let's quit ranting here about what's Get wrong back with to the fucking sport. Hey, by the way, are we going to call Cole? Fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> screw, screw it. Whatever. I'm not. Wait a minute. Fuck, fuck who? Cole. I was going to ask him if he was going to call you Getty, and he said, fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was waiting to hear about the first uh, first Baja of the season. So for the fans at home, I live nearby Baja. That's where I grew up nearby. That was my home track. Sorry about your luck. That's where Cole was today, along with everybody else. that got a big old hard about the spring ride. And I bet it was awesome today because the weather sure was great. Yeah, it was. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk some more 250, though. Um, who's going to win this fucking 250 West title? Ooh, that's interesting because uh, Cooper had a statement. Mm. Hunter Lawrence had a little bit of a rough ride, so to speak. <laughs> he jumped on the side of the net like a spider monkey. You sure you don't want to retract your statement about last week? We're like, oh, man, he's here. Hunter Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's going to be really good. I think he still has a shot still at this title. Still got fucking boner going on right yeah. now? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he was leading I mean, the he points. Ca- he jet- cased a triple and ejected into this into the net. I mean, so. Jet Lawrence hasn't led the championship yet, so he's already doing better than him. He's already had the red plate. Okay. What? Sure. Has Jet Lawrence held the red plate yet? Dude, whatever, man. Didn't think so. Okay. Red, red, I like Hunter, but that red plate got real heavy last night. Yeah, but I mean, at least he's had it. Okay. And it also took him less time to win his first race. Great. Yes, it did. Yeah. Those so, are all facts. So let's stop Those shitting on Hunter's Supercross build. They are facts. I wouldn't say them if they weren't. Hunter's also been here for a few years. Hey, I don't mean to get he off the like Supercross, fan, but I have another question for you guys. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent number five. Okay, go ahead. So that... So that boat that I was telling you guys I had sold, <laughs> oh, I just had two people paint. <laughs> I just had two people pantail me for the same boat. No shit. Now what? <laughs> now what? They're not even here yet. Now what? Oh boy. Ooh. They paypaled you the full amount. The full amount. Damn. Ah. Uh, pick one and tell the other one. Oh, sorry. Nah. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what you got to do at this I'm point. Not a- I'd be like, yeah, dude, sorry, I, I had another guy coin. literally PayPal me $5, so I would just send it back to him. Send, Just pick one, send it back. All right, we're going to flip the coin. Yeah, that's, I <laughs> that mean, that's, what, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. We just sold a, sold a boat. <laughs> we were filming the show. Nice. Check out my boat, dude. My boat. Oh, God, that's awesome. <sighs> but no, I'm not going right, re- right. to retract my state on Hunter Lawrence. I'm not. I don't know if he's going to win this title because, like you just said, who the hell is going to win this title? It's a toss-up. Especially with the way Atlanta, we don't know how that track's going to race. Yes, um, but I think I think any three of them. I think McAdoo, Lawrence, Cooper. Because here's the thing: Cooper looked really great last night. I hope I do too. Hunter Lawrence is my guy next to him and J Mart. But but I don't know if I could trust Justin Cooper having a starts dialed in like that Dude, every yeah. race. It's looked rough this year. And see, here's the thing too. Okay, Justin Cooper rode great. McAdoo was keeping the gap steady, and then they didn't do a good job of it. But he got caught behind a lapper on lap. I don't know. I don't know what lap it was. It was probably like 12 minutes in. Okay. And it really blew because like I was paying attention to more off in the distance and the camera screen. I wasn't paying attention to the rider that they were filming. Yeah. I was watching him going through the whoops and obviously catch him every time. But he got caught behind a lapper, I think, before the whoop section, and it really just it blew his whole momentum because huh. he couldn't get on top, so he had to rhythm through. Okay. And then you could tell when it got to four seconds, McAdoo probably went, Well, screw it. Like tracks get gnarly, like we're all sending it. There's no time for me to make up anywhere. Yeah. 
But do you not believe that if McAdoo would have been in the same position, that that the same thing wouldn't happen for him? For him, because I'm thinking if McAdoo rips a start with him being better than the Wolves. Oh yeah, I totally wh- think he wins. So that's the thing. Like, wh- like I said, I could see any one of those three guys. I mean, dude, the top three are separated by what two points, three points, something like that. No, because Hunter got. Oh he, yeah, Hunter so six. six, whatever. If I were to bet money right now, they're all within ten points, which if, is wild. If I were to bet money right now, I'm putting my money on McAdoo. Me Because I still think when McAdoo, if he gets a start. Whackers he, isn't quite going as Whackers this year. Yeah, I think that if McAdoo gets a start, I think he is still outright the fastest guy in the class. No, that's fair. And we know in the 250 class that the outright speed sometimes is more important than anything else, unfortunately. Yep. Um. So if I were to put money now, I'd say McAdoo. Obviously, I'd love to see Hunter win it. I just don't know if I can trust Justin Cooper for four more rounds that he's going to get a start like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely wild, but I think any one of the three could do it. If you were to and, bet right now? If I were to bet right now, I'd have to put money on McAdoo just because he's looked the most solid. But what about you, Tom? Yeah, he looked great yesterday. Using McAdoo? Yeah, he's selling boat, dude. I don't know if I, I don't know if I put my, I put my money on, but yeah, sure, he did look really good yesterday. That's for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong; it wasn't a bad ride by Hunter yesterday. I mean, no, he went I mean into before that, that he was fifth. He was third, and he yeah. was sal- he was going to be a solid third, and it was going to be like two seconds to him and McAdoo, more yeah. than likely. It's just. I think that these guys... His gear was sick yesterday. Everything Hunter does is sick. Oh, my God. Shut up. Got his technique. Fucking... It's perfect. <laughs> the jet, bro. Dude, he's going to spank Jet's ass all outdoors. Uh, uh, no, okay. he's going to do it. Uh, he's going to do it. We'll, we'll see. We'll argue about that for the outdoors. Yeah, show. well, you know, he's going to fucking... It doesn't matter. J-Mart's going to beat all of them, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the thing in the East compared to the West, even though, you know... Colt and Jet are super close in speed, but Colt pretty much that title's his, I think. You know, Christian has rode really good, but we saw at the end of the the East that it was Jet and Colt. I think the 250 East, these guys are literally cl- so close that it's pretty much whoever gets to start. I really do. I believe that. I think it's pretty much whoever gets to start. Sorry, Tom, I unplugged you there. Um, <laughs> you know... And I think that that's going to be the biggest thing is is who's gonna who's gonna have their starts the most consistent for the next four rounds. And if you'd have to bet, I would say that McAdoo's has been better of the three. He has, and that's who my money's on at this point. But man, I don't know. Like I said, any it wouldn't surprise me if any one of the three won. See, here's the here's the scary thing though is okay. So say they all split. I still think Hammaker he has the speed to get another win yeah. before we go before we finish the series. But say. Say they all jockey again and nobody wins because it hasn't other than Cooper. Like nobody else has won more than one race. Say they all jockey and they all win a race, you know, and it's all oh, three points or whatever going into the final round of the East West Shootout. Yeah. Okay. And we think unless something crazy happens at the second to last round that Colt's going to win the East, right? Yes. Okay. Do we know if Austin Fortner and RJ Hampshire and Moseman and all those guys are going to be back? No idea. Okay. But say they are. Say for the sake of it, because they've all had enough time off that yeah. they probably race in Salt Lake. Yep. Okay. That's going to throw a monkey wrench into it, because I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't really know where Cooper, McAdoo, and Hunter's speeds are compared to all those guys on the East. I don't know which coast is faster this year. Yeah. Like, I don't. So say those guys are battling, and not to say that your teammate would get in your way, but if they're still doing their own same thing... Like, 
this is going to be the first time in a while that the East-West shootout could be a big deal as far as who wins a championship. Are you going to say that Justin Cooper is faster than Colton Nichols right now? Because I don't think so. I don't think so. I either. think Colton Nichols is the fastest dude on both coasts when he when he's on it. Except for the nice Jets on. Yeah. If, if you get a night Jets on. But we have not seen them too though where they've both like we haven't got a chance to see them where they've both been on it the whole entire race. Yeah. Like that Orlando one you could say, but like Colt didn't need to win the race. Yeah. You know, and nothing taken away from Jet. Jet's got two wins this year, and that's great. But that's the thing though, is is like Okay, so say Fortner comes back, say Hampshire comes back. Moseman, Moseman was riding really good at the end of their series. Yep. Okay, so are you going to say right away that those guys are faster than Moseman? That they're faster than Jet? They're faster than Craig? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know, man. Okay, so that's the thing. That's going to be rough. Like, I don't know who I'm picking if it comes down to, oh, we're battling with the East boys. Yeah. Because that's going to, I mean, dude, we could go into it and the West guys just get completely spanked. Because didn't we we all we all thought going into the East West shootout last year? Now yes, the situation was a little bit different. Fortner goes down, Frenchie wrapped up a title. But we all thought that Sexton was just going to get his doors blown off. Yeah. And what happened in the final race? It won. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I I don't know. Right now, I think though that McAdoo, he hasn't gone whackers yet. Not so yet. I think that I would have to put my money on him, and for the fact that I, he has a teammate that's up there. Yeah. And Hammaker. Yeah. So if Hammaker, he could play, he's going to play a role in that. And Hammaker looks like the real deal. And Exactly. And Hammaker, okay, he's not going to be in it for a title. You, you don't think that Mitch goes, hey, man, like we'll give you a little bit of bonus money if you play, you yeah. know, middleman. That's the thing. Never Ju- happens. Justin Cooper doesn't have that guy. And Hunter Lawrence obviously doesn't have that guy because Jets. Do you Jets- think that it happens with Mitch? <laughs> I don't think it does. No, no way. I don't know, man. It's it's iffy with Mitch. I don't know. Now the Star Boys all day long. I'm gonna be real honest with you, though. Do they talk about it really, though? What's that? Do you guys really think that they talk about it and they like they put team strategy or just kind of a? Oh, I definitely think when it. I think when a championship's involved. I think when a championship's involved, I think even Mitch talks about it. Yeah, the Mitch one, I don't know. Or when Question anybody more. in blue was against Jason Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, Mitch hasn't won a Supercross title in a little while. It's so, been a bit. you think that if Cameron McAdoo has a shot at the title, that he's not going to pull the rookie aside and go, hey, Seth, I'll throw you a couple extra grand if you play middleman? Just. Just bunch everybody. It's just bunching. Bunching. Bunch. Just it's, bunching. N- it's not a thing, bunching. Travis. Bunching isn't a that thing. That never happened. Never happened. Except for when fake. Kate's wheel was going flat the other night. Fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> oh, that was a weird whisper. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This 250, this 250 shit is it's wild, though, because like you don't know who's going to win. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've seen the four guys that are going to get wins this year. Yep. As much as I would like to give Jaleek Swole credit, I don't think he can get a win. I, don't I think, think so either. I think he could get another podium, but yeah. I don't It'll think it would be he... a difficult thing for him. He'd have to have a real on night. But, but then again, we've got these unusual outdoor races coming up, and that always shakes out something unusual. Yep. Just like Aaron Plessinger. You know how sketchy that track's going to be if it downpours? Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Because Atlanta's been getting a lot of rain lately. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, I hope it rains. You want you want you want a mutter? We oh. haven't had a mutter this year. Mutter would be uh, cool. Mutter would be cool. You like, you like mutters, Tom? Oh, big time. Okay. Not all the time, though. Like, there was a couple of years there where we had, like, Seattle and a couple others where it was three or four in a row. Yeah. yeah. There's all one. One real good one. Well, I'm yeah. going to be real honest with you. If it's a mutter, I'm picking Hunter Lawrence all day long. 
I'm, pi- I'm picking oh, my man. man. I'm picking my man Hunter to win every time. If Just, it's a, Justin has a real boner for these Euro kids. I ask do, man. Him, ask him about Thomas Covington. He's not a Euro kid, though. He's were, an American. Dude, you were so fucking hard. <laughs> Bro, on we found out he had, Epstein, he had Epstein Barbaros. You were so hard on Tico. Hey, man. He had, so he had Epstein hard. Barbaros. Oh, Thomas Covington. Hey, man. Oh, I jerked off to your poster last night. Oh, my God. That's this guy. Listen, listen, first off, he's from Alabama, and Tico he's not a. did absolutely fucking. Hey, nothing. listen. Hey, listen. You know Jet Lawrence is he's a Euro. retired. Now. You know Jet Lawrence is a Euro, right? Sure. Okay. So you like a Euro? Yeah. He's one of your favorite guys, right? Yeah. Okay. So what are you getting on my shit for? Because every fucking one, you're like, oh my god. Well, they've done pretty fucking well over here. Teacup, Hunter okay. Lawrence. Who else we got in the last five years? Jet Lawrence. Well, yeah, but Dylan Ferrandez. have been jerking off about Jet. I told you guys about Jet before you even oh, knew about he's Jet. To get upset. Here we go. Yeah, yeah this is no. getting ready. Um, yell, no, Tom. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. Show ratings are going up <laughs> no, as we man. speak. Hey, man, I just get sensitive when you talk about the Euros, bro. How many, oh, how many teacup posters that were covered in stuff did you have to burn after he retired? Well, considering I met Thomas Covington when he was like seven, none. How many did you have to burn? None. After he retired, none, man. Get off, t- get off teacups, ass. How, how many hundred? Lo- oh, dude. Oh, wait, hold on. I, there's another one I remember. Max and Steve, bro. Oh my god. He's he done pretty well over here his first year. What do you mean? I mean, he's doing all right. He had a good outdoor season. What he's do you doing mean? All right. Look at the team that he's on. He's Are you kidding hurt. me? He's hey, on a no, Suzuki. I mean, I'm yeah, so you're shit talking shit. No, I'm not talking shit. Your on favorite him. I'm guy. Shit on you. Your favorite guy is a Euro. Bro. Ken Roxon. He's a Euro. Yeah. And don't give me this, oh, because he lives here shit. He's a Euro. He's very American. He's a German. He's very American. He's a, he's, he does not sound German. He still speaks German fluently. He does not sprechen sie Deutsch. Oh, my podium, God, right? man. Dude, DV's been here for like a thousand years, and that motherfucker still sounds like he's French. Well, he doesn't like Americans. Ken does not sound German. Yeah, because Ken was coming over here when he was like seven. Doesn't matter. He still speaks German fluently. Doesn't matter. DV's been here since before Kenny was born. Well, DV's old. <laughs> Just saying, he's still found the French. Listen, man, leave the Cobra he alone. Pretty old. Yeah, leave the Cobra he is. alone. He's like almost fifty. But he's not almost fifty, dude. He's in his forties. He's not that much older than Carmichael. I thought he said he was forty-seven the other night. Bullshit. He's not forty-seven. There's no way. Maybe. I don't know. There's no way. No, no way. I, can't, I don't know. I'm Whatever. looking it up right now. I mean, I like DV. Don't get me wrong. I like DV. I don't talk shit about the Cobra. I can talk shit about whoever I want. Did you see the guy comment on the video about? Like, it was one of the fantasy videos the other day, and he was commenting, and it was like, Haha, it's funny, you talk shit on Pulp MX, but then you use their platform or whatever. And I comment back and go, you don't realize that I talk shit on literally everyone? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm not, uh, I, don't, I don't play favorites. I just talk shit on literally everyone. You do talk shit about everyone. I mean, literally earlier, I said Ken needed to grow. DV's forty three years old, man. He's not forty seven. Whatever, dude. I don't know where I got forty seven. Then <laughs> he's older than. That makes more sense. Look, dude. I talk shit about everyone, and I'm wrong about a lot of shit. It's totally fine. But hey, oh Tom, Tom, I'd just like to stop right here and point this out. Justin has yep. succeeded in the fantasy game to my superior fantasy skills in Supercross. Well, I'm sorry. I work on the Tuesday rounds, and I can't pick shit. Bro, you don't take a shit for five minutes where you no, can make man. your picks? No. It's pretty simple. You just go, You go. oh, man, look, qualifying must be over. I better go take a shit real quick. 
and you fucking sit there and you just make your picks. It's super simple, bro. It's super simple. It's okay, man. We get to outdoors and I'll wax your guys' ass like oh, I have God. last year. Here we go. It's fine. He couldn't hang in Supercross, but he's going to wax me in outdoors. I waxed you last year in outdoors and oh, the year before that. Yeah, dog. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll are, see. Are you still getting your ass handed to you by everybody else? Right now? Yeah. I'm fucking smoking everyone, all, like all the cl- all of our friends. Oh, yeah. What about what about in the league, though? Are you going to win your own prize? No, that's First not about. Off, that's I can't not possible. Win my own prize. We're not that kind of. We're not that kind of show. Okay. We're, we're not like. Assholes. We're not like main event moto. <laughs> Second off, hold on here. I'll pull it up, dude. I had a couple. I had some rough weeks though, where I was like, what, like one fifty, one seventy, one eighty, that kind of stuff. But then I picked it up this week. I got like two four. I know, sweet dude. Fantasy talk. On the so fantasy uh, who has been the most disappointing on the two fifty West so far? So just an FYI. Yeah. I am 473rd overall in Supercross. Like, that's cool. Out of the 15,000 people that play oh, that's cool. in the league. Hold on. We'll get to your question here, and we'll start wrapping it up. Remember when I cared? I'm just saying, dude. Remember when I cared? I'm just saying. I've been smoking. Like, dude, Cole's pissed. Matt Mitchell's pissed, too, and he's got top 100 plate. Oh, well. And I've been smoking people. That's okay. I'll smoke you guys outdoors. So in our league, I'm currently tied for third. And about sixty-one points out of the lead. So yeah, there we are. That's a thing. Thirty-three behind second, sixty-one out of first. So I'm doing okay. I don't know where I am in the industry idiots league. I was like top five in that for a while. That was pretty fucking cool. Oh, here's a great question. Yep, go for it. If Jmart was racing, where would he be right now? Fuck, I don't have any clue, dude. <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't do we think me, he'd be winning? Don't ask me questions. I don't, I don't know the think he knows. To. Yeah, I don't think he knows either. I think he's just waiting for outdoors. I'm in 81st place Listen, in man, industry idiots. That's cool. I don't care. I'm just saying, dude, you want fucking my superior I don't care. fantasy supercross. I don't, I don't care. Call me a god. It's okay. If I cared, I'd still be playing. Can I don't I be care. called daddy Travis no, for no, supercross No, because you haven't fantasy. won anything. When you win something, maybe. Actually, I did. I won 83 bucks in the fantasy idiot in the industry idiots league. Oh, that's cool. That's good, I mean, it only cost good. me 100 bucks to play, so I'm 17 bucks down. So still, you're a privateer. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're making it. You're, I really, pa- you're dude, paying to play. I really want a top 100 number plate this year. Uh, that's probably that not going to happen. We'll see. Anyways, we'll see. Is it actually something you consider a skill to be good at fantasy supercross? Absolutely it's not. It's 100% luck. Like, yeah, dude, and, and you're basically. Basing everything off of what other people are doing. <laughs> like, bro, like the other night when Alex Martin, when they announced Alex Martin five minutes after the race starts, that, oh, by the way, Alex Martin's not racing tonight. And like 20 some percent of the people had picked Alex Martin. Like, no, it's not skill. It's all fucking luck. Or like last night when you have the fucking guys in the 250 main that Justin can't even pronounce their fucking name, nor <laughs> does he have any clue who they are. And it's like somebody probably picked them. And who the fuck knows why? Dude, I almost picked Subaross last night for fantasy, and then I took him off, and I was super happy, and because he like didn't look good, and then all of a sudden he like made it in, and I was like, "Fuck." Mitchell wasn't like that pick. <laughs> I'm really happy that he went that he went and made the main last night. I'm not particularly if any of our fans at home don't know us personally. If, uh, I'm not Mister waving the French flag. However, very happy to see him come here and uh, he be making it in the mains and stuff like that. Because when you come all the way across the world, you spend a shitload of money to do it. You land on your head a couple times and you don't even make your goal. Yep, it doesn't feel good. So when he comes over here and he's doing all right now, keep it up, buddy. I'm just not happy with how he made it into the main. Yeah, I mean that was a little bit of a thing, but at the same time, like 
Mitchell was not in a good spot at that point anyway. No, nah, he was hurting. You could definitely tell he wasn't riding. There he, was it wasn't himself. There was a little help. Uh I mean there was a little help putting Mitchell into that into that tough Yeah, block, he was struggling. Was, he blew that whole section. It wasn't a lot. No, nah, he blew that whole section. So um okay, what was that question you asked before I got Who's been the biggest healthy? I haven't talked to him. I uh I'm going to give it a day. I had talked to them uh on Tuesday night. Talked to Brian for a little bit, but I'm going to wait. Uh I know he's probably back in California already. I'm going to give it a few days and then hit him up and see how he's doing this week because he's probably not 100% right now. Cuz that was a hard hit. But all right, great radio. home Brian, he was referring to as his Mitchell's dad. What's that? So that that puts any picture Oh. For the fans at home that are listening, they should know that Brian, who you were just talking to, is Mitchell's dad. Yeah, good old Brian Harrison. Brian Esquire. <laughs> what a guy. All right. So uh, what was that question you asked though before I got off? Who the has been the biggest disappointment of this coast so far? Uh Carson Mumford. That's pretty pretty much it. I think it's been a really big disappointment that J Mart is not. Well <laughs> What were your expectations for him? If he's not meeting your expectations, what were they? I dude, I mean I at least thought he would be in the main every single race. Like I think I had him placed as like a That's top cool. fifteen dude in the main from the looks of the vlogs preseason. I think that my disappointment, and it's maybe a little harsh because he's a rookie, but I would say that Jarrett Fry has been my biggest disappointment for Supercross. Yeah. I think the Fry, I only Fry and Thrasher have Thrasher both has not had been great. Thrasher has had moments. Thrasher I give a little bit more leeway to because of the fact of how young he is and him he wasn't even really supposed to race Supercross this year. Yeah. Like this this is an experiment with him. Yeah. Fry was already new going into this year that he was racing. Like Thrasher, I think pretty much Oh, hey, he looks good at the test track. We'll throw him into it. Because there was actually talk that he was going to go back and race amateurs again this year. Interesting. But Fry, I only say that because I have the utmost confidence in him and for the fact that he literally trains with Cooper and Nichols every day. Hmm. And it's like you you have two of the best guys. Well, right now, the two points leaders. Yeah. You're training with them on and off the bike every day. You're training with the 450 guys and Mookie and Plessinger. And I'm going to be real honest with you. Like, he has been a – I didn't expect wins or top fives, but I'm going to be real honest with you. I thought he was going to be top ten every race. I mean, let's be real. Those guys raced outdoors last year, had decent results, and they both have, like – Fry had really good they, results they at the end They have national of the year. numbers now. Yeah. Like, and then, like, you come in here and you are barely putting it in the main. I mean – Well, they're also going to have a hard time, too, when my boy Levi Kitchen goes pro and he puts the beat down on him. And, That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, Levi Kitchen's going to do work. He's going to put the beat be down nice on Man, he looks great right now. Dude. be nice if he hit us back, came on the show. Kitchen? Yeah. I'd be fucking stoked. Yeah. Well, I, I hit him said, up a while I ago. I said this to Matt. Levi Kitchen, I used to pay attention to the amateur shit all the time. Was always on top of who was coming up next, this and that. And I just haven't. You know, now with Verb Moto being back and Wes doing the whole thing, it's a lot easier. But, like, I just didn't care for a long time. Yeah. But now, like, Levi Kitchen, I can honestly say, is the first amateur in a very, very long time that I've looked at and not only been interested in where he's going to go and what he's going to do, but I look at and go, this kid is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Like, my beliefs at least. Some other people have the same way, but not everybody. But, like, a lot of these guys, he's probably the first person that I've looked at since, God, McElrath maybe, okay. maybe Matt Bichelia, where I've gone, this kid is like has something special. Hmm. And I think that he's... 
it will not surprise me if he makes a splash right away. I don't think it's going to be a Jet Lawrence splash by any means, but if this kid is not top five by his after his rookie year, it will be really shocking to me. Interesting. The kid is legit. And like I told you, he just put 30 seconds on everybody. Chance Hymas, Jet Reynolds, all those dudes at Freestone in a 25-minute moto. So you're talking this dude's going to be better than Seth. That looks great. Better than Sexton? No, better than Seth. Oh, better than Hamaker? Yeah. God, as much as I love Seth, I think so. Hmm. I really do. Interesting. This kid is f- he's fucking fast. Huh. Like, he is fast, fast. And he's got great style, too. It helps that he's tall. Yeah. But he's got great style, man. It honestly... I just saw some footage from uh, from our old, our old friends in Bird Moto. They, they yeah. had some footage from that. Um, and, man, they look good. Dude, he is legit, man. He's yeah. legit. Um, yeah, no, I think that he... I think he's going to be the best rookie we've seen since Sexton and Forkner. Interesting. When he comes out. The kid's legit. So it won't, won't take much to be better than Forkner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If he's <laughs> for him to be better than Forkner in his rookie year, he's got to win motos. I mean, basically just stay off the ground, you'll be fine. That's Dude, you are such a Forkner hater, man. Yeah, pretty much. God, I don't know because he's a Patriot. So. I don't I don't know why you hate him so much, man. I feel like you like pissed in he your chair. He disappoints me. You, how did he disappoint you when you don't like him? He hasn't won a fucking title. So? We've thrown titles away. There's a lot of guys that haven't won titles. I'm just saying. I really, dude. Fortner, what happens if Jet Lawrence never Fortner wins the title? Fortner was the first amateur when I was getting back into the sport and starting racing. I was going to races. I was seeing him. It was fucking awesome. I was like, dude, this kid's great. Like, he's so fast, whatever. And then fucking he gets to the pros and then just throws shit away. I hate when you have talent. Just throw it away. Like, dude. You put me back in the days of like some of these boys that were throwing it away with drugs and stuff. Oh, dude, oh, don't man. get me started. Me, oh, and Tom, man. me and Tom could go on for hours about Nico Izzy. Don't, yeah, exactly. That was the first name that came to mind. I was like, dude, you want to hear oh, me man. really rip on someone? Put someone like a Nico Izzy in my face, like as far as like racing goes, and I'll be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, dude, Nico and Austin. Nico and Stroop all day long. Yep. Um, yeah, but what happens if Austin goes outdoors and he just wins the championship? Well, then that's great, and then we can start the rebuilding process. Trust is rebuilt over time, okay? <laughs> However, right now, the trust is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I agree. Tom, uh, Tom, you got a boat update for us? You refund somebody? Uh, I haven't refunded anybody. As a matter of fact, the price is now $3,500. <laughs> well, that a boy. All right, so let's... Uh, let's go. That's all I'm saying. Let's go. Let's fucking wrap this shit up since we're not yeah. calling Cole and he didn't call us because he's a douche. Yep. Um, so five rounds to go, boys. We got what? It's two and a half weeks, two weeks, two weeks off. No, it's it's literally three weeks from yesterday. Okay, so three weeks off, uh, April 10th. Ooh, my 30th. Wow. <laughs> I'm get, that's why I said I won't be here on April 11th because I'm getting uh, blacked as fuck. That's what he says. Of course, I heard that when we went to California, too. We didn't have one drink. Yeah, but this is different, though, because I'm just going over to Matt's house, and we're getting a bunch of people together, and I'm getting oh, blacked out. that's a out. bad idea. Yeah, I don't care. That's okay. We'll call you that day. <laughs> uh, so we got five rounds to go, boys. Uh, what do we got for expectations from here on out? Can you believe we only have five rounds left in Supercross? It's weird, isn't it? God, I'm ready for outdoors. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm not, ready for outdoors. I'm not, I don't even feel that way. Like I'm not burnt out on Super yet. I'm not burnt out. Usually I am by this time. I'm not burnt out, but you I know I am. Him. I'm an outdoors guy. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Two so, weeks ago, it was halfway through the season, and now we only got five races left. Yeah, I know. Wild, right? <laughs> Residencies will do that. Yeah. I mean, so I got Coop doing Coop things the rest of the year here. And then... Uh, I mean, ooh, shit. The uh, the two fifty two fifty West wide open. Okay. Does 
does Coop how many wins does he get? I say he wins at least two out of the last five. So and Kenny and Eli, I assume will be the other guys winning. Yeah. All right. Uh what about you, Tom? Man, I don't know what to expect. I still think that two of the four are going to yard kill at least once, and that means that they could come out of it not healthy or something along those lines, or they could break something and then be have a DNF. And I think that we're—I don't mean to be too cautious with this, but I think we're too close to call yet. All right. Um, so I'm just going to go out and say it. I think that uh, I think Coop wins. Three of the last five. Wow, what a bold statement by you. Well, I think he sweeps another residency and wins everyone in Atlanta. Any other bold statements you want to make? Yeah, yeah. Well, my bold statement was going to be that Barsha wins one of the last okay, five. That, that's more bold. There you go. All right. So he's going to win the one of the last I like five. That. I like that. I don't know who the fuck's going to win the last round because I, I hate to say this, but I don't think it's really going to matter. No. Because even it's because whoever's not winning the championship. No, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because that's the thing. For in my, in my opinion, the way I see it is, it's not going to matter in the sense because Coop's going to have the title wrapped up, and I think that Kenny is going to be so far ahead of Eli in second that Eli's not going to be racing for second. So maybe Eli and Barsha are racing for third. Who knows? Um, and I think that I think McAdoo and Cooper split wins in Atlanta. I think that McAdoo gets two, Cooper gets one. And your boy Hunter is going to win at Atlanta. No, because I don't really know how this track is going to be. Because I think that if it's just it's if it was more like Daytona, God, where they were going to add take. if they were add sand in there, yes. But if this is just going to be a long Supercross track, yeah, I don't really know. I don't I don't think so because I don't think that fits him. I think that fits McAdoo's style a little bit more. Okay, because McAdoo will be willing to lay it on the line to go win. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I think I think when we go to the la- the Utah round, I think Nichols wraps up. So yeah, Cooper. Cooper uh, does Cooper Web things. Big Daddy Coop throwing his uh, throwing his giant dick around. <laughs> and uh, I want to see him put somebody in the third row. Well, that's probably going to be uh, I don't know who that's going to be actually. Maybe even <laughs> J- you know what I actually, actually I really like to see Eli Tomac do that. I want to see Eli. I haven't seen Eli Tomac ride this as long as I can remember. You know what I actually really want to see more than anything? I want to see Jason Anderson and Justin Barsha start together. That would be awesome. And then get Frenchie in there a little bit mm. and yeah. just have like oh yeah, I, 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 think, I think Frenchie owes uh, Ando one. Oh, God. Or two. Ooh, dude. If he gets anywhere near Ando, I think Ando's going to regret doing what he did. More than likely. It's going to be a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Tom, anything else, man? No, good show, guys. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, buddy. Thanks. Uh, so this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath My Show. Boy. Episode 162. Thanks again to all our sponsors, TLR Coatings, Premier Custom Trailers, JT Cycles, and the Dirt Bike Depot. Make sure to check them all out. Links in the description below. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. That helps us out a lot. Uh, find us on all the uh, major social media networks. Check out the Fantasy Podcast. Um, we will be back Oh, one thing I want to touch on here, actually, before we wrap this up, for anyone who's still listening, which I know there's not many of you out there, um, <laughs> I know <laughs> I know a lot of you are probably wondering, like, why we're not doing video anymore, like, for the last few shows here. Travis has PTSD. I do have yeah, PTSD. Yeah, I'm wondering. So, so here's the thing with the video. So we did the Coach Rob show a few weeks ago. Um, it was awesome. And then it 
I spent three days trying to get that video footage to work, and for some reason, it wasn't. Now, I think that was a software issue with my actual editing software. Needless to say, I got some PTSD going, and the only way I got it to work was by doing it without the video in it. So I've kind of gone away from that for a second. Um, the other thing we are trying to do is we are trying to figure out uh, recording times. I know this is all technical stuff that nobody really gives a shit about. Uh, but for example, the big DSLR cameras will only record 30 minutes at a time unless you literally have a laptop set up with different softwares going all at once to try to make it work, which is something technical that I'm just not tech savvy enough to do right now. Um, we have talked about doing the GoPro thing um, some more like we have been doing and uh, doing some doing some different segment times here where we'll have like breaks in between uh me and justin were actually talking about this before we filmed the show so the video will be coming back it's just on a hiatus right now because of the more long i mean dude let's face it we used to do what hour hour and a half shows yeah and now we're doing three hour shows yep so and we and we did those with specific yeah, breaks in them <laughs> thanks tom thanks tom. Uh, so anyway so the the video will be coming back we're figuring out what we're doing with that and we're trying to make everything work so just hold on. We'll be back with the video. For right now, just enjoy the sultry sounds of our voice. And what? Nope. Go, no, go no, ahead. I was no, just going to say. Go, just I, talk over me. It's fine. I, no big deal. It's well, cool. I've been doing it for about. If you want to see Travis right now, you have to see him on his OnlyFans. That's the real reason. Well, Travis, I've been talking over you for about four years now, so it's nothing new. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think that uh, when we do the outdoor preview, the 250 and 450 preview, yes. we need to get uh, Sir Tom Cooper's ass down here so we can uh, have him live it in person. I mean, that can probably be arranged. I have some stuff for Tom mm -hmm. anyway. That'll be like mid-May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so sounds good to me. That, that can probably be arranged. We can get that yeah. on the schedule. Could do like a round table? Yes. I mean, you want me to buy a round I table? I want to fill a, no. a live show during the race where we play drinking games on the camera. Oh, me and Travis have already done that once, and we got drunk. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, we've talked about that, but Tom, I'll talk to you about that off air because, yeah, there's there's a lot of technicalities in there with doing that. that it Copyright. It makes it tricky. Um but yeah, so, anyway, so for anyone anyone wondering where the video is, that's what's going on with the video. And like I said, it will be back. We're figuring it out as we speak. I'm just trying to find the easiest way. Like we, like Cole has said multiple times, this is not my full time job. So no, we do. I this have to fun. try to do this in between doing my full time job, which is hectic right now. So anyway. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, buddy. If anyone's still listening at the end here, you are the true heroes here. Yes. So, anyway. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. Good show. Yep. And we will be back. Uh, oh, that was the other place I was going. So, we have, a, we have two full weeks off here. So, we have next week we are doing a show. Um, we're doing a show with Coach Rob, and he's going to bring on some of his amateur riders that he's working with. Um, I don't know exactly who. We haven't confirmed anything yet with that. But me and him have been talking about that. It is going to be a go thing as far as I know right now. Then the following week, we will be off. And then we'll be back with the show. So we have, yeah, we have some time here. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Episode 162. And we will talk to everyone again real soon. Thank you.